everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of Games My Mom, my, my Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, <laughs> and, and who is the Bravo Squad with me tonight? Uh, Stefan Evil JD2. <laughs> and Sam Mercer. <laughs> Stefan just kept going, I didn't know. <laughs> I, you yeah, I was debating what to say, but I wanted to go with the Bravo Squad, the squad that doesn't make it out of the mansion very well. <laughs> Bravo squad. What? More Bravo squad makes it out than Alpha Team. I mean, I didn't want to be on either squad, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Oh, and before we get too far, I want to give a quick shout out to another podcast, the Zach and Dean Geek Machine. It's another podcast where they talk about pop culture, video games, comics, movies. So if you're looking for something else to add to your rotation, I'd love for you guys to take it give them a check out and their link will be in the show notes i know i stumbled upon that <laughs> and <laughs> Stefan, would you want to introduce the lovely game you picked out for us this week yes we were playing the classic survival horror game uh mary kate nashley's mystery mall <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding resident yeah. evil resident <laughs> evil the 2002 resident remake evil. gotta make sure you put that in there people will be like what and all and there will be as of course there will be spoilers for this game but it came out in 2002, and the original came out in, like, 90... 94? The original came out in 1996. Um, okay, 96. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad if you're spoiled on a game that came out over 20 years ago. So yeah. that's my warning. Um, yeah, 1996, and then the director's cut came out in 1997. Uh, and then the DualShock came out in 1998. Then there was a remake in 2002, and then there was an even better remake, which is just a, like essentially a report of uh, that in 2015 for Windows and Xbox. Yep. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you didn't get all the versions. <laughs> I I think I have owned every version of Resident Evil 1. I don't yep. know if I still own every version of it, but I think I have owned all the versions of this game. It's a game that just, just came out many, many times. And for... Just for clarity, I played the Windows 2015 version. Mm -hmm. I did as well. Because I played the HD version on PS4. Same. Same. Yep. I have played a little bit of the GameCube version, and I think that might be the best version just because the resolution is a little bit lower, so the graphics are slightly muddied in a way that really works for the, uh, for the game. You don't get any of that aliasing on the edges. It just looks... Like like almost like an, a little bit of an older movie in all the right ways. Well, let me mm. um, let me debate that by saying the 2015 Windows version Jill has better boob physics. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> how can you argue <laughs> with that? Yeah. It's such oh. an unnecessary thing to add to the game, but it's just so funny to me that like Jill, who's wearing this heavy duty body armor, still has this weird boob jiggle going on. Yeah. Like every time she goes down the stairs, I'm like, come on, how does this make sense in this game? They should have just evened it out by making Chris have like a bouncing sack in his right. I have been saying for years. <laughs> I I have been saying for years that we need better bulge physics in video games. All right. Oh my God. Like, like Mass oh. Effect Andromeda does the best they can with <laughs> the ridiculous bulge, but we need bigger bulges. <laughs> oh, two things I want to state before we get before we get dive into this game. One, this game is made by Capcom, obviously, obviously. Uh, by Shinji Mikami. And also, I wanted to ask, since I know all of us have played it before, before this episode, what was your, I want to know what your first memories are of this game when you first played it, for the remake version, at least. Who, who's going to take uh, that one? I'll yeah. go first. 
Um, I actually got actually my mom found me this game. Right? I think I asked for it, but she got it for me back in probably 2002. I want to say I got my first got my GameCube, and I'm a freaking chicken shit when it comes to survival horror games. Uh, especially first, 2002, the first ever game we've done on the show where the title actually makes sense in regards to the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember getting this. I didn't get too far. I, I remember playing it. I remember actually my, my first girlfriend at the time, I remember showing off this game to her. And I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I just walked in, did a couple scenes, shot a, fought a couple zombies, and then that was about all I could do because I didn't really understand the game, even though I had a player's guide, but it's still, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I had no, like, that was my first in, introduction to this game, but I, I didn't finish it till later. Well, technically, I didn't beat it till this year because the way I beat it back in 2003 might not count because my grenade launcher never ran out of ammo, so... <laughs> that's a whole different story <laughs> what about you Stefan? um yeah so i i played resident evil 2 first but something about this particular one being in a mansion felt more eerie and colder and scarier and uh when this came out when the remake came out it literally scared the shit out of me and <laughs> i i think it like the first jump scare that you can get in the game 100 percent for sure is when the crimson head rises in the <laughs> mirror room yeah and that i i like literally freaked the fuck out and ran and ran through the door and i was like <laughs> what was that what was that that was not in the original what was that <laughs> yeah that's a, that's something important we should talk about later but yeah yeah, yeah we'll definitely that, bring that up that stuff like that i mean that they add into the game that it was like fresh and new, and basically, it scared the bejesus out of me. What about you, Stu? Because the first Resident Evil came out when I was like four, I was always <laughs> vaguely aware of its existence. Like my cousin I forget Blade, he's a baby. Oh, yeah, I'm, despite me having like the lowest voice, I am the youngest here, <laughs> except for Sam, who I think is slightly younger than I, I am. I think you're right. So now you're the fucking baby. Yeah, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. I, uh, <laughs> I forget sometimes because I was like, I was at least like 12 or so when that game came on, I think. So that's why it threw me off. I'm like, what? But, oh, yeah. 1993. But yeah, I was like, we got, my cousin always played, uh, he played a lot of like <laughs> video games, lots of survival horror. And so I know he played like Prey and Fear and eventually Resident Evil. And I was like, I was always vaguely aware of his existence. I didn't play it until I was probably like, 10 which is still arguably too young to play Resident Evil yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that first zombie in the game I remember scaring the absolute shit out of me where you come across like one of the uh, alpha team members like dead in the hallway and oh yeah there's a zombie punching on him and he turns around yep. and you see its face and I was like fuck this <laughs> and then I think I beat the game three years later when I got a little braver <laughs> wow okay uh, Stu I think this story is going to surprise you so um Resident Evil, the title cover, the GameCube version, is the only cover I distinctly remember from my childhood. Really? I was not allowed to play M-rated games for the longest time. And so every time we'd go into the game store to get a new game, like I would always walk by it, and I would see it. Jill pinned up against the wall with a zombie attacking her, and I was like, oh my god, I want to play that game. Of course, I could never play it. My best friend in uh, elementary school had the games and had played the games and he during recess uh, he would actually describe in detail that holds up which i'm really surprised by <laughs> in detail the plot and what was happening uh in the That's games really 
and he'd come and report not, back to you. Yeah, he would. And, and 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 I found out a whole bunch. Of, most of the stories that I remember are actually from um, what are the spinoff games? Uh, Outbreak file. Yeah, file one and file two. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I actually most distinctly remember. But I I had, I had only heard about the game and and told briefly about the story. I discovered later I had been told a lot about Resident Evil Two, not Resident Evil One. And uh, when I was about twelve or thirteen. I went over to a friend's house and I played a little bit, just like 10 minutes of Resident Evil 3 in the city. And so like, I was like, oh my fucking God, this is intense as hell. I was scared shitless. <laughs> it was really intense. I don't think I played Resident Evil until like freshman, sophomore year of college with you, still. I think really? that was the first time I actually played Resident Evil, which was really confusing because I was like, where's the city scenes? Where's Leon S. Kennedy? Where's, the, where's all of the story that I've been told about for years and years and years? What the fuck is this mansion and these door physics? What the fuck is this? But I still love the game. Absolutely mm-hmm. love the game. Resident Evil has been with me my entire life, even though I've only been playing it for like seven, eight years. Hmm. But since then, you've played all the games pretty yes. much. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, it's worth mentioning a little nice. background for our listeners. Um, Sam, Christian, and I all went to Kalos together. And like I say that like it was years ago. It was like like six <laughs> years ago, seven years ago. But yeah, we all had we all were on a single dorm, and we had like a common room. And I was like, after I met everybody, I was like, hey, nobody here is going to steal my shit. Everyone's going to be pretty cool. I'll just put my Xbox out in the common room, and we can all play it. Um and I think after doing that, we, Christian, Sam, and I collectively had played through Resident Evil 1 uh, remake, Resident Evil 5, 6, 4. We played through a lot of them. Yeah. Like, just oh, over yeah. the course of that year, we played through pretty much as, as many Resident Evils as we could for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a great story mm-hmm. of uh, I was playing Resident Evil 5 with Christian, <laughs> and I have terrible insomnia, and so sometimes I'll just, like, crash and uh yeah we were up playing we started playing resident evil 5 and i don't know what like possessed us but we at some point we were like we can beat this game today we can <laughs> we can play the entirety of resident evil 5 in one day we can it's do not this. that short it's not that short no and uh so we just sat down we were on like a fairly like, we were on one of the, the more difficult difficulties if i remember too and we got all the way to like the very end of that game when you're in the temple and the lasers are you have to like do all the laser um puzzles and at some point in the middle of doing a puzzle while i was talking i just passed out like in the middle like one of the most intense puzzles of the game just fell asleep for like 10 minutes woke up and christian was just sitting there next to me talking to another guy right door me he was like oh you okay and i was like yeah i was like all right let's keep playing <laughs> a lot of late nights playing resident evil like that sure. i think we finished that game at like 6 a.m but it was worth yep. it <laughs> so yeah i also uh pumped out resident evil zero together over the course oh of my god several months <laughs> we'll save that for another day yes yeah. you don't go there mm-hmm. oh quick <laughs> Quick thing I do want to mention that we haven't brought up yet. Originally, this was supposed to be Evil Dead Hail to the King, as we had posted on Facebook. But due to some complications with hardware issues and it not working, we switched it to this. Yeah. So just in case you guys who do follow the Facebook page had seen a post and were confused. Yeah, pretty yes. disappointing change. I was really bummed about it. Yeah, yep. sad, 
Sadly, we had to drop off. a game no one's ever heard of to play one of the best games ever made. It was really disappointing. <laughs> I know Stefan was hurt because he really wanted to play it. But... Yeah. Man, I, I really uh, want to punish I feel you guys. Like, I feel like we should uh, we should ask one of our uh, one of our fellow uh, podcasters here um, what he thought of uh, Resident Evil since he's such a huge fan of oh, Thrive yeah. Horror. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean me, huh? Well, let's see. Uh, Stefan loves Resident Evil. Yeah. I love Resident Evil. Sam loves Resident Evil. <laughs> what? I love the series from four on. And I love the series in general. I just when they stop being scary. Anything, pretty much. I don't want anything to do with that controller. I can sit down and watch somebody play one, two, three, and I'm just happy as can be. But you give me that controller, I'm like, I don't want that. Now we Get have to make Mike play Resident Evil 7 because that game's fucking I beat terrifying. 7. Oh, you did? Seven's okay. Really- that game's scarier than all the other ones. But it's not tank controls, and I don't feel so ammo. Oh, yeah. I felt much more. And again, one thing that makes for a survival horror game where I feel much safer is when I have some kind of melee weapon. Like mm. in Silent Hill, you have a you have melee weapons. In this game, you, you have a knife, but like that doesn't really <laughs> It's not worth anything. So for those mm-hmm. who don't know about tank controls, um, this game basically invented them. This game is the tank control video game. Is it? Or was Alone in the Dark? I mean, it was an early thing, but... Resident Evil is like the game that people think of with yeah. tank controls. It's the, the one that's mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, one thing I I yeah. did like about the HD version. If you do if you do play that, it has a little the controls are a little nicer. They don't, they're not as tanky anymore. They're yeah. directional. I mean, yeah, it's you still have cuz people like like I know I do and I know a lot of other people that say like the first Resident Evil would not have done as well without tank controls because that made that game more intense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it takes 100%. away all your ability to move around. It, it makes everything slower. It makes a slow moving zombie become a real threat. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, yep. the lack of like the lack of movement, the lack of, of ability to move like wherever you want and having to stop to shoot and just all the little min, like minutia of moving around really the, takes that game to a whole new level of, of intense. Yeah. The fixed camera angles like mm-hmm. make every room just a question mark because you don't know what's around the corner. Oh god, yeah. And whenever you're in a yeah. room and there's like there's two different fixed cameras in a single room and you can't see half of it, <laughs> it's yeah. just even fucking scary. Like when you get into there's there are several hallways in this game that you walk into, and the camera will be fixed at one end of the hallway looking down, and you can't you're walking towards the camera and can't see what's at the end of the hallway, and that is like the most scary thing in the fucking world yeah i mean and yep. you can i mean the one thing is you can always hear whatever creature in a room with you you're gonna hear it moving if you're unlike me because <laughs> i can actually did play this with sound but i had to turn down my sound like to a lower oh, so although so no. i had it loud it would freak the hell out of me so i had it lower so i could still hear moaning and groaning and hmm. claws clicking but it didn't i didn't it didn't overpower me and make me get very uneasy oh. the first uneasy me the first hour i was very the not soundtrack happy. the soundtrack for this game is outstanding the save music oh. i i was just actually just talking to Stu the other day about my favorite uh, resident <laughs> yeah. evil resident evil save theme from all the different <laughs> games and like the the save music alone like it does it finds this beautiful line where it's like you feel safe for now like this is the one room where you can you can take a breath you can you can replenish your ammo you can uh, try to figure out how the fuck you're gonna deal with those hunters in the next room but like in this moment you have a second to breathe and everywhere else in the building you're like anything could come from anywhere at any moment I'm something yeah. is coming for me and especially yeah. once you realize that like the further you progress the more the mansion is populated 
So you're just like, okay, this hallway has nothing in it for now, but after I yeah. get another key, there might be a dog in here, there might be a hunter in here. No, like nowhere is always safe. Well, those are like right. certain hallways where if you re-enter them from the from a different direction, then they populate. I think I know <laughs> some of them are. <laughs> I know Sam and I both do the same thing now. I think <laughs> I think we discovered this together by accident. Where uh, that first room, when you walk in, that and apologies to our listeners but at this point <laughs> i know what this, you're gonna say now yeah at this point i think sam and i have the mansion memorized um you walk oh, in yeah. the mansion and the first room on the right is like a statue room and there's a desk in there and sam and i both do the same thing every time where there's a little zombie that comes out the hallway and you can just push the desk in front of the hallway yep. and he's just trapped there forever and it's so funny to me <laughs> he's just like he'll become a crimson head and he's just always so angry with you and you're just like ha loser mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm declining yep. well, I just avoided hey, him in my playthrough I, I think we should back it up a little bit though and kind of explain like the story of Resident Evil oh, yeah. like how this all happened and you, it's funny you enough have... <laughs> keep going yeah don't worry about yeah me. funny enough it happened in Africa during the 60s flower power yeah, there was a flower discovered by uh, James Marcus, Oswald E. Spencer, and Edward Ashford, who originally originally died of the virus two years later. But uh, or he, I call uh, him the three bitches. Oh, before yeah. you keep going, spoilers mm-hmm. for the entire RE series. By the way, yeah, where he's going. Yeah, yes. so, keep going. This... I just have to throw that out there. Yeah, so this game, while it canonically does take place, the story does take place in the 90s, the actual events leading up to it go all the way back to the 60s. And essentially what they were doing is these three guys were trying to find, like, uh, something to, like, make them gods and live forever. And they found a flower in Africa that they experimented on and created a virus called the progenitor virus, which... What's his name? Edward Ashford realized that he was better at genetics than viruses. So he went off to go work on something called Code Veronica. We won't talk about. No, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> and, never. Uh, yeah. And then Look Marcus. And... <laughs> Look how cool hey, I am. <laughs> uh, Mark... And so Marcus and Spencer stayed and made the Umbrella Company. And they were fighting over who would crack the virus's code first. And funny enough, Marcus didn't want to do it by himself, so he ta- he hired two upstarts named William Birkin and Albert Wesker. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Birkin cracks the code, and Marcus takes the credit from Birkin when he finally figures it out. So Birkin gets pissed off, and he's like, well, I'm going to go make something called the G-Virus, which we won't talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's... Yeah, and then so they tested on animals, leeches, uh, a little girl named Lisa, who we'll get to. And uh, basically what the T-virus is, is it produces energy within a dead cadaver. And it replaces the dead cells inside of the body with itself. But in order to produce more energy, it needs to feed on something to keep replacing those dead cells with itself. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, you actually did a really okay. good job. One, one thing that I, I, I want you to uh, help the listeners uh, understand is um, the 
the difference between the tyrant and the zombies and what they were trying to go for. Because that was something I didn't know about for the longest time. I thought they like wanted the zombies. Right. But so that was not the purpose. The, right. So the what it and then so the T virus makes the nervous system redundant basically. And that's why it needs to feed, hence the zombies. And uh, the differences between, like, the animals and the human beings is that obviously we're mammals. So, like, bees and spiders would, like, grow bigger in size and morph a little bit. There's a little bit of mutation. But with humans, there's three stages of mutation that they found out. And possibly a fourth that's never been in the games. But the three mutations are from a human to a zombie and from a zombie to a liquor or a crimson head and then from a crimson head to a liquor yeah. mm-hmm. but it's very those are, rare those are like the those are like the failures like really what you're right, doing yeah. is you're finding the failures in the game the yes, whole right. goal of the t-virus is like immortality basically in godhood um right you're fighting all the side effects of that of like people who were the t-virus like was rejected and so when you yeah when you like it's usually when you take the T virus, you have to like continuously take an uh, antibodies to like fight it back. Like you're constantly fighting it in your system. That's how Wesker is able to be like such a god in the later games. Is right. Uh, spoiler alert: Wesker <laughs> doesn't die because Wesker's a baddie. <laughs> Wesker's the baddie. <laughs> that there are four known serums for the Birkin? for to cure the T virus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you have to continuously take a serum, and if you stop taking it, you become a zombie, then a crimson head, then a liquor. Which I—that's probably my favorite thing that was added into the uh, the remake. In the original game, it was just zombies and liquors, but they added the crimson head in the remake and like bridged that gap, and it kind of explained how liquors came to be. Which I really, I really like that. Liquors right. aren't until two. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, they just had yeah. zombies in the first game, zombies and others they- not. Well, yeah, no, the, the, the real, the, the real, the real hope is um, to create those super soldiers, the tyrants, which could yeah. be controllable, um, right. superhuman in strength. They'd have all the regenerative powers, um, and they were really trying to farm the virus out and try to find a suitable host. And right. the zombies are essentially the rejected host, the failed attempt at tyrant. That was the whole purpose <laughs> of the tyrant program. Mm-hmm. The There's uh Surprisingly, too, there's actually uh, 10% 10 of the people on the planet who will never get infected by the T-virus. They could get bit, and they'll be completely fine. And they never really talk about that. I guess we're to assume that all of the main protagonists are those 10%, because, you know, how does does Leonis Kennedy or Jill Valentine survive without not a single scratch? Well, I think it's assumed in, like, the canon of the games that they just never really get that fucked up by it. Because they... Well, like Leon gets infected with several diseases over the course of actually over the course of the games, Leon gets infected with like what, like four different viruses. We never see him get bit, but we do see him get the Las Plagas. He gets the Las Plagas. But yeah, like I'm trying to think if he gets infected with anything else in any of the other games. I don't think he does, but um, yeah, I think it's just like like in the canon, it's assumed that like, oh, Chris and Jill don't get bit in right. the first game, and that's how they survive. So I don't know if I don't know if you could say they're immune. I think it's just that Chris is such a badass that he never gets bit by anything. Right. And I guess well, Leon Jill, too. Jill does get bit in Resident Evil Three, but she gets a cure from some scientist dude at a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> or or no, it's not. It, she doesn't get bit. It's it's a. Uh, Nemesis. She gets Nemesis's uh, whatever his virus is in her. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of different. I mean, 
there's a lot of different viruses and projects within the Resident Evil games. That's one thing I always appreciate about it is they always, mm -hmm. it's never like, it always comes back to Umbrella and trying to make a, uh, they're called BOWs, um, which is like biological weapons. Uh, yeah. And there's like kind of the, like, <laughs> it's actually, it's a pretty smart business strategy for Umbrella because in the effort to create like an immortal god being um, in Wesker, like all the side effects, all the failed experience can be, they sell them to other countries as biological weapons. Like, hey, you want some fucked up tyrants? Uh, whatever that country is called in, in the Resident Evil 2 CGI movie. I always yeah. want to call it Sarkovia, but that's the thing from um, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ambiguous, uh, ambiguous Eastern European country. Europe. <laughs> Europe, somewhere in Europe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like you're always you're always fighting these BOWs, and I kind of appreciate that in Resident Evil games. I know I'm happy that Resident Evil Seven has like moved away from Umbrella, kind of. There's still like the DLC, blah, blah blah blah, and like some Umbrella came to like clean it up or whatever, some shit. But it's not like the Resident Evil Seven isn't about Umbrella, which I kind of appreciate. But yeah. I always liked that it's kind of the same as like Mario and Bowser. Where it's like it's always umbrella behind everything, and they yeah. always try to hide it. It's like, <laughs> like, oh man, who could be behind these BOWs? And then inevitably, like three fourths of the way through almost every single game, you find a bunch of lab equipment, and it's got the umbrella logo all over it. And every single time, they're like umbrella, of course. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's I can hear, <laughs> I can hear Chris saying umbrella, umbrella. Of I, course, I feel like umbrella. there's. There's probably a deleted scene in one of the Paul S. Anderson movies where, like, somebody's standing there like, I wonder who did this? And right behind them is this huge umbrella logo. Who could? Yeah. Umbrella stamps the umbrella logo on everything they fucking have. Their computers, their virus containers. Like, they could not be more obvious that it's them. The only time Ooh. they have ever tried to hide the fact that it's them is in Resident Evil 5 when they go under like the uh the subsidy company named tricell yeah, like, yeah oh yeah. no this is tri we gotta stop tricell and of course three-fourths of the way through the game you find out oh, tricell is umbrella and it's like yeah no fucking shit chris <laughs> it's always umbrella <laughs> but uh yeah so getting back to the story thank I, you i'm actually i actually it's fine <laughs> I, this is so what happens <laughs> it is basically yeah. but uh basically so there's an accident in the labs. The virus gets loose. Zombies, and I actually, I would actually prefer it if Sam takes over and explains why <laughs> Bravo team goes to the Arclay Mountains. Oh man! So this was a part of the Resident Evil story that I actually didn't know about, and because uh, I had always been focused on the Raccoon City incident, um, I didn't really know, like, when, when Resident Evil 1 was introduced, I was like, why the fuck am I in this mansion? Well, the thing is that there were starting to be reports of, like, rogue cannibalism in the Arclay Mountains. And... Um, Pretty uh, common thing yeah. outside the... Yeah, like, it was really strange, but, they, but it was totally scattered. So, like, if you, if you know anything about the Resident Evil storyline... Like, you have Resident Evil 1 and the events that happens. Those are in the Arclay Mountains that are right above the city, Raccoon City. Sorry, right above Raccoon City. Raccoon City is what eventually gets nuked. The, I think the, the main part of Resident Evil storyline happens kind of like in Resident Evil 2, in the, in the city with Leonis Kennedy and all the uncovering and finding out. Well, so 
uh, the STARS units, um, Alpha Team and Bravo Team, were actually sent up to the Arclay Mountains in the events preceding Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 1, when they're in, uh, they're checking out the mansion. They actually didn't know about the mansion, from what I can tell. They were just going in to investigate these uh, rogue cannibalism attempts and the wild dogs that they found. Um, uh, Chopper gets downed, um, and so they have to send another team up to go check out the Chopper. Um, this is where we kind of get into the storylines of Resident Evil Zero investigating the train and Resident Evil 1 investigating the mansion. But so the, the teams go in, and they're, they're the, um, this is all happening within, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a 24-hour or 12-hour period. Yeah, it's really small. Yeah. The first game takes place over the course of one night. The Resident Evil Zero, which is like the entire prequel, like everything from like Resident Evil Zero is like Alpha Team lands up to Bravo Team lands. Like that's the, yeah. that's the timeline of that. And that's also like a 12 hour period. So yeah. Resident Evil Zero and Resident Evil 1 take place over the course of one day. And they intersect because... in the story of yes. games. Because yeah, like Bravo Res Team goes in first because they're the first team that goes in. Like they're that's their mission. Right. And then Alpha, Alpha team, team goes in. Alpha Team goes in. Goes in because they something happened with their chopper, which we find out later was Albert Wesker sabotaged it, so yeah. they crashed. He yeah. sabotaged it perfectly so that it would crash within running distance of the mansion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he knew exactly he, how to break it. <laughs> so that he, it would make it all the way there. And then he saves Jill and Chris from being mauled by the dog. So he saves the entire team from being mauled Chris, by the this dogs, way. Which I'm still yeah. like, why? Whatever. Okay. He he. The reason he does that is because he's collecting data for an unknown That's right. entity. That's yeah. right. And he wants to test the BOWs against the stars and see how well they fare. Well, you don't they know that what it is. They never say who he's working for, do they? Yeah, probably. No. Well, well, Robert, I, Wesker. Wesker's he, doing his own thing. Wesker yeah. always worked for. Well, it's. The, the basic story is that Wesker started working for Umbrella with Birkin, and they both had this, like, competition to kind of, like, start... They both had their own little research projects, and they were all starting their own thing. Like, Birkin was doing his research within Raccoon City, and Wesker was using stars to, like... Basically, as, like, test subjects. Like, he was developing his own virus on the side. Wesker was kind of in charge of the Tyrant program. And the... Like the basic plot of it, it never explains it quite what happened, but basically Wesker started taking over Umbrella and like ousting Spencer and all the others. And eventually he just started running Umbrella. Like with out of the out of the like debris of Resident Evil One came Wesker's new umbrella. Like he yeah. at some yeah. point he took over. He started taking out everybody up top. Then he became the chairman. But yeah, yeah he his whole thing is that he's using uh, he's using the stars teams, which um, are like the best of the best. They're like better than SWAT. They are the which is, team. Which they is go also to. funny that this little Raccoon City Midwestern town has a has this super specialized team. I always thought that was kind of hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not it was... like a you know metropolis or something. It's a little city, and they have like this well, team. They have well, so the, the thing is, is because uh, it was an umbrella city. Yeah, yeah. They was... umbrella helped build like the city three times bigger than it originally was from the small yeah. town. It was. They're basically like Amazon. Like they moved in and set up their headquarters <laughs> there, and the city's economy just started blowing up. Yeah, they're because, like, like, yeah. <laughs> because of that, they were able to like, because Umbrella is one of those mega corporations that has their hand in everything. They were able to like take over a lot of the infrastructure construction projects and build their like secret tunnels everywhere and basically turn the entire city into their personal laboratory. Yeah. 
because like two thirds of the jobs in Raccoon, I think, are like sponsored by Umbrella Pretty Corporation. Much. Yeah, Raccoon City Chief, was their city. Yeah, and Chief Irons is uh, in Resident Evil Two. He's corrupt. He, the reason he put together stars to answer your question, Mike, was because there was a rise of urban chaos going on where people felt like they were being used by umbrella and so a lot of people were like looting and you know committing acts of violence and that's why he got the stars in there and you had the uh yeah he's have his two by the way does anyone know what stars stands for just gonna throw that out there yep yep sam uh, uh yeah i know of course i know man i want to see if mike knows <laughs> mike know? well, i'm looking at it right now they ever say it in the game but stars they, they is special tactics and rescue service pretty sure yep. they don't and, mm -hmm. and I have my Stars shirt, and I love Stars. I've got a bunch of Stars gear. I fucking love... Uh, it's such, like, a cartoony logo, but I just it love it. Uh, yeah, I have a Stars... Uh, Stu was with me when we went to the last uh, convention. I got oh, yeah. a Stars uh, drink uh, mat or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A coaster, a coaster, that's what it's called. I saw a jacket uh, by uh, BioWare. Um, Capcom, a long time ago, was selling, like, official jackets that had, like stars patches and like all the like all the stars um like memorabilia all over they had stars they had bsaa and they had umbrella and i wanted the stars one so bad but it was like 150 dollars it's like i cannot justify spending 150 dollars on jacket yep i'm not that kind of person <laughs> but I, I still want it so bad oh, uh -huh. i think we did a pretty good job of like introducing most of the beginning of the story yeah it's convoluted yeah, yeah it, it is. I mean, it is. this is also stuff coming from many different games that we're just putting together. Because, yeah. like, like, the time when this came out, well, at least the remake, you had a bunch of other... You had two, you had three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have four yet. <laughs> you had all these other games. You had two. Had three, three, Code Veronica. Two other games. Um, no, yeah, there the were outbreaks. It was, you had Survivor, Code Veronica. Um, Survivor, don't count. Dead Aim. Dead Aim, yes. yeah. Yeah, Zero came out the same year. Dead Aim actually came out a year after this. But yeah, like throughout all the game, all the games kind of add to the story. They all add to what's going on in modern times. And every game also kind of adds to what happened in the past a little bit. That's also something I really enjoyed. Like Resident Evil 1, you get some very basic background information in uh, notes scattered through the game. And the notes are a very big part of the Resident Evil series, uh, mm -hmm. especially when it's, I mean, it's, that's how you get the story. Itchy tasty. Yeah, Itchy tasty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never forget the first time I saw that on the PS1 version. I was over at my friend's house, and I don't think he knew about it. We were just playing the game. He goes into a, he goes, it, it's in a bedroom. We go into this room, and you'll see this diary. You start reading through the diary, and, and the guy will talk about he's playing poker. I think it was playing poker, and then he talks about he starts getting, oh, is it chess? Okay. Ooh, well, chess. he starts getting sick, he and he talks about, about it. He's like, this stupid game. <laughs> and then he talks about how like, they're wearing the biohazard suits and how you know there was an out there was a break and these guys are working all night long and then it gets to a point where he where he just writes i was hungry he looked good so i ate him i'm like what and then <laughs> something like that and then the last yeah. line is itchy scratchy hungry and then the closet burst open and he comes out to kill you yep yeah there's a theory that the reason that happened is because the T-virus can be airborne for a short amount of time, and then it'll die. Yeah, those are so like the first people infected. Yes. And they're, they're, it's weird, too, that he mentions they put on hazmat suits because, like, nobody in the game has a hazmat suit on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, I don't think you ever see a hazmat suit in the series until Resident Evil, like, 
three, right? Something I like think that. you're right. Yeah. 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 No one's wearing well, fucking think... any gear whatsoever. <laughs> I think in one, it was one of those things where they were like, from the notes, like they were wearing it, but then like, oh, everything's fine because they were all yeah. infected anyway. So yeah, it didn't that's right. matter. They didn't know that, and they were kind of like, like they, they told started, us we can take off our hazmat suits now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they started locking uh-huh. the gate. They wouldn't let anybody leave. They wouldn't let it, let anyone make any phone calls because they knew what was happening. Oh, did did they ever? Do they explain in this game if this, was it by accident that somebody broke in or was it on purpose? What happened? It's like uh, it was all set up by Wesker, basically. Okay. Yeah, it's it's him. Like he. It's a power play, essentially. Yeah, he realized Ooh. that. Like Wesker was the one who realized that you could sell the. Um, the like failures as biological weapons and he needed to test that so he needed to like see if they were capable of being biological weapons and so that's why he brought in the stars team that's like the data that he was collecting he wanted to see how they held up against you know like the best police force in the world mm-hmm. um to well, see if like they could if they could take them out like yeah they well you guys are half right it it kind of was wesker but it was also marcus because he was right. revived in resident evil zero by yeah. pages that wasn't that kind of canon the back 10 years yeah, zero yeah. kind of changed the story a little bit but that's fine zero is still yeah. an interesting story it's weird as I hell mean, but like like you said wesker i mean wesker did kill marcus so again it was basically wesker i always got the impression <laughs> that wesker was like manipulating him too he was like getting him to to do all this shit for him because wesker's this wesker goes back and forth between being like an evil genius and a total fucking moron and i love that <laughs> by the way it's not wesker it's wesker wesker yeah wesker Chris. Chris. <laughs> not even once like... not fucking once does wesker refer to chris redfield as redfield in fact, nobody does everyone calls him chris he's a goddamn like police officer everybody, yeah, everybody else... would be last name it's Chris and Barry and Jill, and then everybody else is like their last name. You'd prefer he was more like uh, a the agent from Matrix, from the Matrix, like Mister Redfield. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Agent oh, Smith oh, one Hello, one thing Mr. I had forgotten about is you actually meet most of Bravo team in this game, one way or the other, alive or dead. Uh-huh. Uh, you meet mm-hmm. most of both teams actually. Well, you meet <laughs> you're with you're our people. Alpha team. Yeah, you meet most people, uh, two people from, from, sorry, hold on, it's very confusing. We're getting this wrong. Bravo team is the team that came in first. Yeah. 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 Alpha team came in second. So most people have brought, like most of the members of Bravo team have died, but you're finding a lot of their corpses. Well, you find Richard Aiken, which is the guy that gives you the assault shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that's all involved with the snake and, and has a radio, which, again, one guy has the radio, which to me seems kind of stupid, but hey. <laughs> well, all the, other, they're, all the other guys are all torn up. Their shit got taken out. And the only member of Bravo team I think that you don't come across in this game is, it's not, is it Kevin Dooley? Is that the, the yep, pilot? Kevin Dooley. He's yeah, the pilot. Yeah. And you all you see a scratched up, up eye mm-hmm. in the first He's episode. in a cutscene. Yeah. He's in a cutscene. There's a member of Bravo team that escapes um that is like in a later game i can't remember who who that is though um Are you sure? uh Kenneth? i know enrico is in zero there's a member that like yeah but he don't have a too good of an ending in resident evil one so oh <laughs> you're not thinking about brad vickers are you no brad vickers dies in three yeah 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 brad vickers brad vickers yeah. gets out yeah he comes out he gets Chicken shit at the end. brad vickers mm-hmm. yeah he survives so yeah, most of pretty much most of Bravo team dies except for Rebecca, best character ever. Um, 
And then uh, <laughs> Alpha Team comes in and just gets their fucking shit torn up. And so we we haven't even mentioned that. There's actually two campaigns. In this we game. haven't even gotten into the yeah, We haven't gotten to the gameplay yet. We haven't yet. talked about the gameplay. Let's talk <laughs> about the game. We're only 40 minutes into the show. And I, <laughs> Are we really? I was right, trying to get us the minutes in, Let's talk about the game. Well, hold on a so... second. Like, to be fair... We're talking about Resident Evil here. Is there is a yeah. deep story in this <laughs> we game. We didn't even mention, while talking about the story, it's it's worth bringing up that Sam and I have had a long-standing, uh, a long-standing, like, plan. <laughs> I'm going to mention this on the show, because I mentioned this on the show. We have to do it. That's how yep. it works. Yep. Sam and I, for about four or five years now, have said, that one one week, we're going to take a whole week off, and we're going to try to play through as many of the Resident Evil main games as we can. We're going to start with nice. one, and we're going to try to play our way all the way through seven, if we can. That's a, that's a that lot of work. Awesome. We're going to see if we can do <laughs> Yep. Um, and as a result of this, we have had a lot of time to like really plan out and get together a lot of like props and just fun things that we, we put together. So I have... On my desk, I have a little uh, T virus capsule that I made out yeah, of like. He some made PVC. it, yeah, yeah. I made a, a, a PVC T virus. Sam has though. Literally every single document that has ever been recorded or listed in any game ever pulled from the Resident Evil wiki. I have literally an entire box with probably um, uh, about a thousand sheets of paper that has yeah. like everything you could learn or know about Resident Evil. All the wow. notes, everything. Yeah, I, I love it's like organized my, and everything. It's one of my favorite things. It is is what what we've done is Sam has essentially created his own Resident Evil Bible. Yes, I love it. It's it, it honestly is my, like my favorite thing you've ever done. Sam. <laughs> I'm really excited. I can't wait to I even I even made myself uh, I got I got green tea because I couldn't find good green herbs. I was trying to find the plant that looked like the herb. Oh, my God. Resident we spent Evil. like fucking it, well, we spent find like a it. whole year yeah. looking for it's not a real plant. plant. Yeah, it's yeah, not a real it, plant. Yeah. We found like a we found like some like European fern that <laughs> is pretty similar that we would have to get like shipped in. <laughs> and we're like that's just so much work it doesn't survive very well here i remember looking it's like it doesn't grow well in our like temperate environment so we have to like ship it in and just have it for like a week before it dies gonna have to make it uh, out, like paper mache and spray paint or something yeah we looked at like some plastic variants that we could just color for, for whatever reason we found a series of like plastic herbs that looked very similar to the resident evil herbs mm -hmm. but they only came in like yellow and blue and like some like weird like neon pink or something. Yeah, it was dumb. They didn't. They're plastic plants, and not a single one of them came in green. That's the worst. <laughs> so uh, I I mean, if you know what I mean, those plants do exist. If you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, we'll just have to get a hotel room in DC. We'll do it. All right, there we um, go. We're set. But, All right, now, now we could do the game. But well, we even uh, we even have like we even found like a like like replica airsoft guns that oh yeah that like have the actual nice. stars um, pinned on the side of them the the samurai edge Beretta ninety one yeah which I bitched about when we did Resident Evil two because it's a cool gun but the Beretta is also like the shittiest handgun ever made. <laughs> Poor Kendo. They jam <laughs> all the time. And our, our logo too. Damn. Yeah. If you want yeah. to know why the fire rate in Resident Evil games are so bad, it's because they use the Beretta, which is a terrible fucking handgun. Do hate the Beretta. <laughs> I do hate the Beretta. I used to think they were really nice, and then I like fired one. I was like, this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> all the weight <laughs> is in the, the grip. It's one of those. Okay, 
This is going to be my brief, like, 30-second <laughs> pitch about guns. For whatever reason, people think that, like, handguns need to be lighter. Like, oh, this is the lightest handgun ever made. You don't want a light gun because when you fire it, there's no, there's nothing to balance out the recoil. The problem mm -hmm. with the Beretta is that all the weight is in the fucking grip. So when you fire it, it goes straight up in the goddamn air, and it takes even longer to put back on your target. It's the shittiest... It's the shittiest way to design a gun. Fuck that, you, Beretta. That explains why the fire rate <laughs> yeah. in all the characters is so fucking yeah. slow. Have the dumbest, like, kick. I'm coming for you, Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm gonna... Stire for uh, life, bitch. <laughs> so I think we're gonna start how this game starts off. So we gave you all the background anyway, history. And this what if game we did a whole show? What if we did a whole show about Resident Evil and we didn't talk about the game? <laughs> we're getting there. We're, we're, 45, we're 45 minutes into this episode. Before I start editing, and we haven't even gotten into the mansion yet. I love it. So, I love it. So about that virus. <laughs> no. yeah. So it starts off. You can either pick Jill or Chris when you start off this game. Um, each of them have a little bit differences, I, which we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> surprisingly, they are balanced um, slightly differently. Uh -huh. The general consensus is that Jill is easier. Yes, because yep. she has two more inventory spots, which anyone plays survival horror games. I mean, that is a big big thing you can carry more items at least oh yeah our two inventory slots is like a game changer it is and she takes a little bit more damage than chris does but she also has barry constantly giving her things throughout the game where i don't think chris does if I... okay yeah and yeah. you also uh, she can also skip the first yawn fight kind of. yes mm -hmm. she chris can also skip the plant 42 boss too completely <laughs> Yeah, Chris, the way Chris is balanced is he can take a little bit more damage. He uh, He's a little tougher. And he's got Rebecca. And Rebecca's got, like, Rebecca can heal you up a little bit. And you don't have to do the piano puzzle, which is, like, it's such a small benefit is you don't have to do the piano puzzle. You don't have to find the music sheets. It's pretty, mm -hmm. only, it's pretty easy, though. It's, yeah, thought. it's not a hard puzzle, so it's kind of bizarre that like that's the big balance in Chris's favor. Is it's that more important have... for the speed run. Yes. Yeah, um, and of course it would be Moonlight Sonata, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I think I I actually learned on the piano because of this game. I was like, <laughs> yeah, hey, awesome. I want to learn the Resident Evil song, not realizing that it was like an actual song that people yeah. know and love. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Resident Evil I, song? I, I called Moonlight Sonata the Resident Evil song for like five years. Before I'm I heard, calling it that from now on all the time. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it like in a mall or something and I was like, oh, it's the Resident Evil song. And someone was like, this is Moonlight Sonata. And I was like, yeah, Resident Evil song. It's like, do you think this song is from Resident Evil? And I was like, Yes. No. <laughs> that would be dumb. <laughs> I've got some googling to do. Also, Jill gets the grenade launcher, which I freaking oh my god, uh, yes. I love that girl. Yes. And she gets the lockpicks because she is the oh. master of unlocking. Man, that's yep. one thing I do got to say. In this, in the remake version, the voiceovers they did change it a little bit, and it doesn't sound nearly as corny as the PS1 version does. They yeah. did. I have uh... long said. I think it's better. <laughs> I have long said. corny, but. He doesn't say you were almost a Jill sandwich. There's something else that he says. He is to the line changed from you were almost a, a Jill sandwich. sandwich to yeah, you almost got turned into a sandwich. Um, it's very still self-aware of its of yes. what's going on. Yeah. I have yeah. long said that Resident the Resident Evil remake is the Mad Max Fury Road of games. Because the first Resident Evil is like an amazing, wonderful game that I love. And then the remake came out, and it literally 
upgraded every single thing in the game. Nothing is worse in the remake. Every single never, aspect. Of- I've never played the original. That's why it's, I was trying to push it on this show because I've only played the remake. I never played the original PS1 version. But I'll just I say one, I'll say one thing: the basement theme. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah, the horns and trumpets. You know, there's a story uh, behind no, that. Nothing to me. Right. Yeah. The, the remake. Every aspect of the game is made better with the remake with the addition of Crimson Heads, which I swear we will talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, two-hour mark, maybe. The yeah, the two-hour mark. But uh, apologies to our audience. This is definitely going to be like the longest one we've had. I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the like the the voice acting is is made way better. For those who don't know the original Resident Evil one, um, they had like Canadian voice actors that were trying to do American accents and it's clearly bad. couldn't. Yeah. Um, so you I hope like, this isn't Chris's blood. Why don't you take this, Jill? You were the master of unlocking. Oh, it's bad. There's so and many bad lines. Capcom is really... I mean, this is... This is like the game that made me want every game to have a remake. This yes. Everything about this game is, is better and also, like, wrong in the right ways. Like, they recognized what was goofy and kind of, like, janky about the first game, and they made that stuff better, but they still left in, like, intentional jank as homage. And it really... It just feels like so good it's probably it's probably like the closest game people always say you can't you shouldn't remake a game you should remake people's memories of that game you can't remake a game you couldn't release call of duty 4 just like up with better better graphics you couldn't release that exact game out today people would fucking hate it you have to make whatever people remember that game being and the remake captures that perfectly it's it's heralded as one of the best remakes of all time yeah and it deserves that title it's yeah it's incredibly impressive because resident Evil one is considered one of the like the single greatest and most important games of all time followed by Mm -hmm. the best (laughs) arguably the best remake of all time yeah it definitely is i mean even though i haven't played the original i've seen it a few times i've seen the first half of it quite a few times it's what's it's what makes me want Capcom to just remake their entire series of games, which yeah. I'm I'm fine with them doing. I'm fine with them saying like, hey, we're not going to make a new game for 10 years. We're just going to remake all the old games that we have. And I'll still love them because all those old games are great. And I know all their remakes would be just absolutely wonderful. Oh, oh yeah. now one question I want to ask us before we, you know, since we're still in the mansion, um, <laughs> what character did everybody pick? Because I picked Jill because she's easier and I was terrified of this game. How about you guys? <laughs> You gotta do Jill. I gotta do Jill. Mm-hmm. I usually do Jill, but Sam and I talked ahead of time. He said yep. he's gonna do Jill, so I was gonna yep. do Chris. But I also, I also like Chris's campaign because I like Rebecca Chambers a lot. I don't. I yeah. love Barry. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love Barry Burton. Barry's just nice because he gives you stuff. Like he lets you skip the shotgun puzzle. You get the shotgun. He gives you grenade rounds, which was always nice. I mean, multiple totally times in this game. He's also totally goofy and weird. Like, yeah, well, he's also betraying you too. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, yeah, kind of. It's not like he's not doing it on purpose. He's, his wife and kid are being held hostage. I mean, he, actually, so he does yeah. leave no. you down. Okay. Uh, he takes the elevator back up, which does put you, your character, in a bad spot. So that's yeah. the only time mm-hmm. he really betrays you. Every other time, he's like, "If I have an opportunity, like, I'll see what I can do." Yeah. He's like, he's yeah, here, but he's also like he likes Jill. He's he's good friends with Jill. He's like trying to trying to get her out of there. So, yeah, yeah, you get you get Barry and Jill's campaign. Like, that's your big like 
kind of partner. Both both campaigns have like a partner that you continuously like run into throughout the mansion, which is always funny to me because you you'll run into them and then you'll be like, all right, like let's split up and search for clues. And it's like fucking stop, like stick together. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> run into Barry and he's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go search for more clues over here. I'll see you later, Jill. And it's like, there are fucking zombies, Barry. <laughs> Barry, it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I almost died. Barry saves your life like two or three times in a row. <laughs> and mm. still he's like, all right, don't, I got you out of here. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll see he, you later. And it's like, come on, Barry. <laughs> he effectively makes... lets you like, like skip every boss in the game if you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many nice. people... How many people, as Jill, when you come across that first zombie, lead the zombie back to Barry so he takes it out? Oh, shit, I, I didn't know, know I could do that. Oh, yeah, I do that every time <laughs> because you can save like a whole magazine of ammo for your handgun. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I, and I'm Stefan and Sam, I'm sure, this, uh, are the same way. We play this game so conservatively where mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I fired three shots to take out this zombie when two could have done it. I better, better reload. reload. Yeah, better reload yeah. to save. I had better reload yeah. to save. Like, I need that ammo. <laughs> Yep. Even I, in this game, like 500 rounds of hand game, I'm like, oh, I better, I better keep it in here. I know I only have to fight the tyrant. That's the last fight, but I better hold off. I, I might need it later. <laughs> I, might need I it. shot every bastard I saw. <laughs> every, almost every zombie took a handgun shots to the took handgun bullets. I know oh, it's yeah. not <laughs> the best thing to do because there were lots of crimson heads later on at one point. So got a little. Yeah, that's oh, we need, we should mention that. That's part of the game too. Is that when the zombies, when you shoot them and take them down, they will get back up as crimson heads unless you burn their bodies. Let's see here, which, which is annoying. Heads now. about ten you, minutes in, we are now an hour yeah. in. We are finally talking about crimson heads. <laughs> and well, there's four a, minutes in. Yeah, the worst part about the burning the bodies is that you, you can burn the bodies to prevent them from being crimson heads. But first, you have to backtrack to fill up your uh, canteen, and secondly. There's limited canteen fuel. And also, limited inventory can, space for a canteen up. and a lighter. I yeah. fucked up by accident. You can fuck up. I burned a body. It started to light on fire. Then I opened the door. It never burned a body. Uh, you got uh, back up. My. I'm like, what? I burned him. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I, uh, I try. There's some zombies in this game that you have to burn. And that's part of the Resident Evil experience is kind of like, like learning the, learning the map is a big thing. Knowing the map by heart is like, Anyone who played Resident Evil 1, like the original Resident Evil 1, has continued playing the series. I feel like everybody could get a pretty good drawing of the Resident Evil mansion map, like Mm -hmm. by hand. I feel like a lot of people could probably get pretty close with that. But with the addition of Crimson Heads, it's like a whole new element where you really have to debate, okay, is this a hallway I need to go down again? If I don't have to go down it, I'm not going to burn that body. If this is a hallway that I... I, like, I'm going to pick this hallway. This is the one I'm going to keep using to get back and forth to the mansion. Because this game is basically yeah. all backtracking. Yeah. Oh. And I remember Mike mentioning that, too. Like, for instance, there's the hallway where the dogs famously break in through the windows. Oh, they tease But they yeah. don't in this that, version. <laughs> yeah, they don't in this version because you actually don't ever need to go back down that hallway after you get the, what is it, the chemicals to kill the plant, to get the masks to put into the... Pit, graveyard yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Resident Evil>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No yeah but I mean, there's do... and... go ahead yes. Mike I was like, okay so what was I going to say damn it uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they do that scare where they have they, they, the windows break open in the original game the dogs famously jump through these windows in this version 
They only jump through if you back into that hallway ever again from the other side. Then they jump through. Well, they also, I never the went window also, they also cracks a little bit. I guess that's the dog like slamming up against the window or something. And I, I, I still <laughs> jump at that scene. I jump every time there's lightning <laughs> or, and, and thunder. Like it, They do such a good job with the atmosphere and like tricking you and teasing you in different ways. I will occasionally forget that hallway. That, that's the one where the, the dogs jump through. And I'll occasionally, whenever I replay this game, like probably half the time I go back down that hallway. And it still scares the ever little shit out of me. Like, I still jump out of my seat whenever that dog comes through that fucking window. I hate the dog so much in, in every re- Resident Evil. They didn't kill me in this game, but they, they well, technically one led to my death. But um, I hate the dog. Like, like, there's that one, there's a puzzle where you have to get a dog whistle, which is only in the remake version. Yeah. I get, I get the puzzle, I get my shotgun out. As soon as he comes running, I blast him with the shotgun grabbed the collar and then more dogs are coming i just ran in the door and said fuck this shit and never went out that door again <laughs> yeah the dogs are what scares me too is um the first hunter that oh, uh God. comes across and it does like the first person perspective from oh, yeah. the hunter and it's it's like sniffing you out and chasing you down that always freaks me out can we since since you brought up first person perspective we need to take the film major angle here and talk about something really quickly um the remake did something really really interesting and that that was uh, extremely successful at preserving the original experience while uh, supporting new stuff. The original game was in a 4-3 aspect ratio. It looks kind of like a square screen. Um, mm-hmm. you, uh, the fixed camera angles added this element uh, to the story. You know, It got around hardware issues, obviously, with the systems, but it also allowed the director to literally direct the game in terms of its visuals. He could show you what he wanted to show you when he wanted to show you. Um, but you know, as technology developed, we started to adopt wider screens uh, and uh, adopted the 16 by 9 aspect ratio which is what you're most familiar with when you watch any form of visual media. Well, it, that presents a problem. If you scale uh, a 4 by 3 aspect ratio to fit a 16 by 9 you end up cutting off the top uh, and bottom sections, essentially, of, uh, of the video. And to get around that, um, the HD remaster added in a slight tilting effect. When you looked up or with your mouse or whatever, the screen would actually pan, uh, would, would tilt up or tilt down so that you could see all of the original 4 by 3 aspect ratio, just not all in one frame, yeah. which was really, mm-hmm. really cool of them to do. And there's yeah. so many little things in this game that are just perfect. <laughs> Even Jill's boot physics. <laughs> like, tiny little things, though, that are just really fantastic, like... Like making, I, I to this day I don't know how they got Jill and Chris's like attire to look right because when you play that old game, they have like the strangest body armor, and somehow they made it look worthwhile on Jill, even though her body armor is literally like just shoulder pads. Yeah. She's wearing like a blue tank top and mm-hmm. shoulder pads that are yeah, that's, like that's in the cutscene. Yeah, it's very Japanese, <laughs> <laughs> but it somehow like it it somehow looks good like it looks right in the remake and i don't know how they managed to do that mm-hmm. i would not yeah, like i would not know how i would not have known how to draw that like correctly if you showed me that. yeah there there's like and to go into more detail about that like every single room in the mansion is so specific on its own design and how it looks like the, the tile in the dog hallway mm-hmm. looks amazing and it only has that uh, wallpaper in that room, and then every other room's different. Like one room's blue tile, and there's all these puzzles, and uh, there's a bar in there, 
and like everything is so specifically its own look that the mansion can sometimes feel puzzling in itself because you're just like whoa where am i again because nothing looks the same like these dark hallways but like it's it's very obtuse in its structure and part of that was the history of the story which was it was built by a guy yeah it was built by a guy named George Trevor, who was hired by Marcus Spencer. And he built this place with the specifics of creating puzzles and booby traps so that nobody could get down into the lab. Yeah. Which is which is where you're trying when you get out of the mansion, you start heading that way. Also yeah, a actually... phenomenal way to explain the game without breaking the immersion essentially like oh, yeah. why the fuck would this mansion yes. exist with all these stupid fucking trouble uh, uh, puzzles and stuff well it was exactly. to protect the lab it was all mm-hmm. it was all because it was like spencer's design which i actually love that too because you actually you find the trevor family is very involved in this game um mm-hmm. we mentioned lisa earlier lisa trevor is like the daughter that while while trevor the head of the trevor family was working on the mansion his daughter was like kind of hanging about with them and they started doing tests on her and she became this like monster and you can actually find um you can actually find trevor's body in the game and that's my favorite note in the game where he's explaining that like old man spencer wanted me to build this mansion he wanted me to put in all these puzzle things i didn't realize that building this mansion would like lead to my doom and it's like you find his body like like hidden in the walls of the mansion essentially like mm-hmm. he, after he finished building it, they just killed him and dumped him in some hidden chamber, which yeah is also just super creepy when you find that. And j- just to push it further, how evil these bastards are! They experimented <laughs> on his wife, mm-hmm. and then they experimented on his daughter Lisa, who for some reason her body and her like makeup and DNA like used the T virus to basically make her a immortal killing machine. Like she yeah. can't die, which yes. is crazy. She becomes yeah. like one of their I wanna say too, like they like they test it on her and they I wanna say they like they use her genes because of like because of like her um her status as like a test subject. They were like using mm-hmm. her genes to like perfect the T virus. Like something about her was capable of being uh like a, a good base for like T virus testing, and so that's why she was kept alive for so long. Until yeah, they two years. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't need her anymore. They literally just like threw her in a prison and forgot about her. Mm-hmm. And she it's wasn't even insane. in the original game. That was an entirely added on piece. Yeah, it that was yes. all seamlessly. Introduction. If it's one of those things where I I've gone back and played the original um, since playing the remake several times, and I always forget that the Crimson Heads and Lisa aren't in it. They just fit that game so well. They feel like they were always there. And I go yeah. back and they're not there. I'm like. Aren't I supposed to be going to like the residence right now and fighting Lisa? Aren't I supposed to be doing this? I always forget that she's not in the original game. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, and, yeah, they added her in the GameCube. Yeah. yeah, and just to move move us along so we don't sit here all day, uh, <laughs> what we're talking about with Lisa happens in the guardhouse, and the guardhouse is right behind the mansion. And as you as you're in the mansion, your main investigative mission is to collect uh well in the original it's emblems but in the remake it's uh death masks because in the cemetery there's a (laughs) long stairway that goes down into like a crypt and in the crypt you have to put these death masks on these statues in the wall and that essentially yeah for some crazy reason and that uh 
that essentially gives you the I forget what the emblem's called, but like there's one you have to put into the back of the mansion mm-hmm. and that lets you escape to go down the path to the guardhouse. Is that in the original game too? Mm, they give you emblems. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Oh, one thing before we but, do get um, to resident, I want to <laughs> mention I'll let you go after me. Um we, you you don't like you have you have two boss fights. For the way this game kind of does it, they usually try to throw in one boss fight in each section that you're mm-hmm. at in this game. The game broken into five sections. In the first section, you have a fake boss fight with the snake, where you don't have to do anything Yon. but grab an Yon. item and run Yon. out the door. Which we're not saying the snake is boring, by the way. The snake is literally named Yawn. It's, it's, it's not us just going, oh, Yawn. <laughs> but I did like that fight because, like, for me, I I, I had saved Richard, yeah, Richard, uh, and got the serum, saved him, sort of, in one mm-hmm. in one aspect. So he jumps into the fight to save you and gets eaten by the snake and then drops the shotgun, which you take. And I, I really like that. They can we tell you that that's a, a timed section of that game, too? Like, you have yeah. a minute and a half to do that, I think. Oh, it's only a minute and a half? It's, it's not a no. lot. Oh, no, I you ran... Guys, you guys... You guys can literally run in the room, grab the death mask, and leave. You don't have yep. to do anything. Yep. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, how does that make you feel? Uh, I, I only used a few <laughs> shotgun shells and a few handgun bullets, and I had plenty of handgun a bullets. Few so shotgun like, shells. Yeah. Yeah. I would have reloaded the save at that point. I would have just killed myself if I fucking wasted a shotgun shell. But actually, uh, one thing three. I wanted to mention. There was a point. There was. Sam, do you remember we were playing Resident Evil Zero? I think and. <laughs> and we were like we were so we kept like switching off every like new area or something. And at one point Sam was like annoying me and I was sitting at my computer and I just turned around. I looked I like looked Sam right in the eyes and I just started firing the shotgun. <laughs> I was just like, how do you fucking feel about this? <laughs> just like round after round. Oh, like, God. Yeah, all wasted. <laughs> We are such survival horror perfectionists that if there was a suicide button, we'd use it just to save the bullets. Yeah, oh, not yeah. me. <laughs> I, uh, I I missed a few shots. I didn't reload nothing. I said, fuck it. Okay, we'll just keep going. <laughs> so, oh, and the other what thing I want to mention that is awesome. That's also a newer that was newer that we were talking about with the mask. When you get all the mask, you unlock this coffin. You drop this coffin down, which you fight the first boss you have to fight in this air in, in the first section of the game. Mm-hmm. And that, even as a kid, I remember that freaked the hell out of me. You put this four mask in, it drops down, and it's essentially just a crimson head, but a more powerful one that they were probably experimenting on or something. Yeah, be a terrifying enemy. He's I, I, he took shotgun blast and he went down in my in my version. But I like too how that like that whole sequence makes. I mean, so much of this game we should say is like Resident Evil at its core is a puzzle game, and like almost like a detective game the first the first game is really about like solving the mystery it's about the zombies but like the actual plot of the game is you're you're figuring out what happens why it happened and who's responsible like that's right that's the whole story and the puzzles are so bizarre and so so like fantastically odd when you find that that crypt the coffin is hanging up from the ceiling from four chains like it's you don't just walk into a crypt and there's a coffin in it like it's a whole affair and when you break mm-hmm. the chains, blood spurts out. Like, yeah, uh-huh. weird. Freaky as hell. So strange. But one it... of the things that I thought was really interesting to cut you off here, Stu, is that like uh, <laughs> now uh, I'm talking. <laughs> even uh, you know, he mentions that the game is all about puzzles. Even the guns 
are a, a puzzle item in a sense that they aren't they don't feel like this like super powerful gun you're like oh fuck yeah i have shotgun shells they're they're all tools in this game you're you're using your handgun to deal with the common infected you're saving your shotgun shells to handle situations with greater infected and you have the grenade launcher and magnum for the super special infected they're not they're not this um I don't know, this, like, super powerful thing. You're like, oh, you know, if I just want to fucking off this one zombie, I could just totally blast them. They're, they're, they're almost, like, puzzle items in themselves necessary to get through certain parts. Right. Because you won't get far without ammo. Or uh, health. Yeah. I do want to bring something up, though, about the crypt before we move on from it. So how many shotgun blasts do you guys think it took to take that guy down? I thought it was five or six. It's a lot. Four. If, it's too Five very or six. Easy. I want you guys to guess because I platinumed this game and I had to do a knife run. Oh, how many no. knife swipes it oh takes to take God. that down? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Everyone guess. Please. It's either gonna be something really like ridiculously high, like fifty, or it's gonna be one. <laughs> I say that. What's the mean? thing? Because this is Resident Evil, so I'm gonna say it's only like yeah, Resident with their rotten eggs is the yeah. kill. I'm gonna say it's like one or two. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Sam? I'm going to say it's uh, 70. 70. Mike? I say 20. Are we doing Mike's prices or rules? It was 24. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yep. got to be tough to do, too. Yep. I mean, thank God it's not 70, because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping it was going to be one. And what's the... Uh, there is an enemy in Resident Evil that's, like, super susceptible to being knifed. I can't remember what it is. It's um oh. I don't think it's not in the first game, I don't think. There's a boss in one of the games that you can just like knife and uh, in Resident Evil Zero, the giant tarantula, you can literally run up to it and knife it. And yeah, if you time it like right, that. it can never hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. You can like stun lock it. I like uh, in that game? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I like I like how um the knives in the Resident Evil series only get bigger over time too. Like oh, you start yeah. off with like a bowie knife and then by Resident Evil five, Chris has a goddamn machete. But it's still called Krauser's knife, which is basically a machete. Yeah, Krauser's knife is like a fucking samurai sword. Like it's, <laughs> it's like some like fucking weapon out of the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Like it's a it's a goddamn sword, and it's like there's even a funny line where Leon picks it up. And he's like, huh, Krauser left his knife, and he's like holding a goddamn sword. <laughs> and yet it goes right into my inventory box every yeah. time I play the game. He puts it in. He actually puts it in his sheath, and it fits perfectly. That's not how sheaths work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have that knife for the rest of the game, which is all right. And as we were starting to mention earlier, and then after you 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 do this fight, you get into the residence. There's a small scene where Lisa knocks you out, and you get in her little cabin. That's where you get a little bit more information about her. But the <laughs> residence is where I started really getting into the game. That's when because I I spent the first hour and a half, or let's say three hours, going through the mansion, scared as hell about a week ago on Saturday, cursing Stefan's name, cursing this podcast. Like, I'm not going to finish this game and die. I fucking hate this game. Why am I playing this shit? Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of that. I hadn't died experienced all this, just... by the way, on our Facebook page, where Mike was basically uploading <laughs> uploading screenshots as he was playing it. And well, every screenshot my... is just like I'm further and page. further into madness. Where you're like, fuck this game. Fuck it. God damn it. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was petrified. I remember... Get, I remember finishing the first part of the mansion and I was shaking and I just didn't want to play anymore. I was just sweating, just completely uneasy because the first the first mansion part is about almost half the game in one. I mean, not completely, but it's a lot of the game where each other section 
is about one video. The, the um, I was using on YouTube. This was four videos to get through the first part, where each one is one video. Then after that, so it's just it's a longer part. And I was stressed out. I was tired of running around the mansion because you don't really have a lot of ammo. First, you have your handgun, you have some shotgun, but I didn't have enough shotgun where I felt comfortable. And I there were a few crimson heads that might have become an issue. Oh, one thing we didn't mention that scared the hell out of me. There are a couple parts in this game where somebody was banging on a door, banging on a door. I'm like, I ain't opening that door. And then he, and then finally, I was going down the save room. He said, "Well, if you're not gonna open the door, I'm." Just gonna, he just busted on in and came yep. after me. And I'm like, yeah. "This isn't." A, yep. That was a new thing in the remake. That's a new thing too. I yeah, was not sure. happy. <laughs> that yeah, that's <laughs> that is awful. That is, I mean, I love that, yeah. and it fits so perfectly. But like, when you realize the first time I realized they can open doors, it was like Jurassic Park. It was literally like Jurassic Park with the rappers like the door. I'm like, they're yes. learning. <laughs> they're, they're, they're smarter than me. <laughs> oh god. What did you, Mike? What did you think about the uh, the fucking sharks? Which is an enemy oh, I yeah. never expected to deal with in Resident Evil as a kid, like <laughs> not knowing about it, and then now expect like, all right, if if you're an animal, you exist in the Resident Evil universe. My memory yes. was very fragmented of this game because I couldn't even I didn't even remember until about midway through the game and I actually beat this game in 2003 with an infinite grenade launcher. I remembered the shark, but I didn't remember much like I but it started coming back to me. No, the residence is where you end up running into the shark and all that 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 whole scene is just even though like I knew exactly what to do and I had a guide. I did get bit running uh, in the water trying to get to oh, yeah. where you go into the control room. I got bit once. There's a great yeah. little joke about that in Resident Evil Outbreak, where like there's a little note that reveals the uh, the football team of Raccoon City is called the Raccoon Sharks. <laughs> the <laughs> Raccoon love, Sharks. Love, the Raccoon Sharks. I love that note so much. <laughs> I really like. I I really like the Resident. That's where I started feeling less scared. I felt more easy about the game, and that I feel that part is very contained. Like you you go into a like the guardhouse, small area where people are living. You have a few zombies, nothing crazy. You have a few bees, which aren't oh, important at all. Nope. Unless you're stupid and take the map and you shouldn't. Um, but I, I yeah, like that this, part. This is uh, like where the game built up for me what Plant 42 is going to be. Because when you're going through the guardhouse and it's throwing all this new shit at you, like giant spiders and bees and the sharks right underneath it, Fuck like that build up, yeah. The build up of all those like journal entries of like this massive plant and it took out all these people and we had to like try to contain it and watch out for the vines and all these warning signs and you know what room it's in because it's blocked off by vines and you have to get in there to get a key to go back to the mansion. But like that build up of that just terrified me. Of course, when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, it's just a plant. But <laughs> it was great building. Up. Yeah, it did. Yeah, a good job. they did a good job with that. And Barry saves you in that fight too. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Oh, okay. I'm oh, back. back. <laughs> sorry, we lost we are... you there for a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We are dealing with um, some pretty bad storms this week. Uh, we have like a. I, I think there's like a tropical storm just sitting off the coast, just sending wave after wave of thunderstorm our way. <laughs> so hey. my internet just keeps going like. Haywire this week. So. <laughs> fun. All right, I'm back. Um, anyway, well, I was about to ask before well, I also really cut Actually, off. hold on. Before before you continue, Mike, this is a great cutting point, so um, you could decide what we want to jump to topic-wise next and then cut this part out. Now yeah, leave it all Fuck it. <laughs> but uh, I like leaving dumb shit like this because I think it's funny. 
All just right. have a full, like, have, like, a 30-second-long beep. Just, like, a loud, obnoxious, like, beep. <laughs> like, the testing noise, like, whenever the uh, weather service tests their systems. <laughs> I want to keep our listeners, not lose them, Stu. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like an Andy Kaufman thing. Like, people think their radios are, there's an emergency test going on. <laughs> there's Listen an to... emergency. Activate. Even though I know what to do when you had to go down the control panel and lower the lower the gate for the to drain the big aquarium, I was still freaking out. It's like 30%. And I'm like, okay, then all of a sudden like 50%. I'm like, you skip 40. And I was getting a little freaked out as I'm trying to hit the buttons and know what to do. And that that part, especially as a kid, freaked me the hell out. And I even had a guide, I'm sitting there reading, it freaked me out completely. I kind of okay. wish that uh, it would do like the typical <laughs> loading thing where it would go like, like 70%, 60%, 70%. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just saw Stu's uh, thing in the podcast chat. I just lost connection. <laughs> just lost connection. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to reinvite him and it wouldn't let me. What's funny is I asked a question and nobody answered and I was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> I thought everyone was just speaking quiet all of a sudden. Um, yeah, us quiet. That that never that doesn't happen, sir. I was like, so what was everyone's favorite area of the game? Just complete silence. I was like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I leave this shit in because it's gold. Fair enough. <laughs> so what was everyone's favorite area of the game? Uh, residents. Residents. Um, yeah, you know, I gotta say the residents. I love lab sequences. It's always you know when you get to the lab, it's the end of the game, but the residents is just too infamous there is an exception to that i think i think in resident evil 5 you find a lab like fairly early on i want to say at some point it's just like oh wow is that like are we already doing this and then it's just like oh no it's just random lab we're just gonna keep going the lab is always so interesting you know you you hear about umbrella 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 and you're like okay well yeah what's so great about umbrella i just see their logos everywhere and then you get to the lab and you're like oh shit okay umbrella is everywhere Stefan. mm-hmm uh, you know, it's hard for me to pick because I kind of see it all as one thing. But I think the mansion, just because when you go back, you really start to find out, like, how big that fucking place is and, like, yeah. how many more rooms you didn't go into. I will say so, I love, um, in this is the one and only time we're going to talk about the real the movies, really. Hmm. But No, it's not. Maybe this I, episode it is. In this episode it is. I have plans. Uh, that's disturbing. Uh, <laughs> but in the first Resident Evil oh. movie, um, which Sam and I both have a, a very, a very huge fondness for. Yeah, you have. You, you, we're we're sharing the the special edition DVD. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we have we have one special edition DVD that we whenever we visit each other we trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we bought like seven DVDs of like movies that we love, and our there trade a, is one person only, has there was only one fucking resident evil copy and we we couldn't leave this tour without coming up with some sort of deal like you know yeah. i'll trade you a terminator 2 judgment day and um and uh tales from the crypt <laughs> for resident evil yeah so yeah so like one person has resident evil and one tales from the crypt dvd and the other person has all the other movies <laughs> I like what? how that's a trade for Resident Evil, Tales from the Crypt, and Terminator Two. Yeah, Tales yep. from the Crypt is great. <laughs> it I is. really like. I, love the I really like the movies, and we're at some point gonna do bonus where movie episodes will cover those movies at some point. Tales, so. The Crypt Keepers. I love those movies. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I will not be on those. <laughs> <laughs> but the first movie does something that I love, which I always 
I always felt like it it could fit in a Resident Evil game really well, where it shows like the entirety of the hive and it gives you the scale of that lab. And I would love to see that in a Resident Evil game, like really seeing like the full scale of what the underneath of uh, the the mansion looks like. I felt like that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane to think like how they somehow built that whole thing without like Raccoon City figuring it out or well, any Raccoon of it. City, it goes down like six basements. Members of Raccoon mm-hmm. City knew they were basically just paid off. Like Chief Irons was helping to orchestrate and cover up all of that. Yeah, but right. they killed they killed the head architect. But like, did they kill all the construction workers too? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. It's always the question when stuff like that happens in the like gamer movie where it's like, oh, I built my secret lair, like the Batcave. Everyone always has the questions about the Batcave, like who built the fucking Batcave? It's a secret Batcave. What nobody knows about it? Who built the goddamn Batcave? Is it is it like that? Uh, is it like that clerk's joke where it's like the the people that were working on the Death Star were just contractors? They didn't know what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just built a piece, and then there's um there's actually like a a good way of explaining that in Mass Effect Three, where or the cube or the cube <laughs> um where yeah they just put all the people who built it into the cube. Sam loves the cube. I love the cube. That uh, movie's great. But in Mass Effect 3, um, spoilers for Mass Effect 3, the elusive man's the asshole. Um, but you find out that, like, he has a bunch of scientists all working on different tiny pieces of this giant construct. And after they're done with their piece, he kills them all. Um, and I, I always think that's, like, a good explanation for it. It's like, oh, like, they didn't have somebody build the entire mansion. They just brought in, like, a single contractor. Like, oh, here, just build this one floor. And then, like, oh, they disappeared. What happened? No, they totally infected all the workers with the T-virus. That's oh, got to yeah. be it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is probably what happened because they even you find notes from people that are like working in the mansion. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we're all mm-hmm. we're all gonna die." <laughs> that that makes the most sense too to fit what they were doing. Yeah, I just like the idea of like what happened to Tom. He was working on the uh, the that whole Arclay Mountain mansion thing, right? <laughs> oh no, he's gone. Anyway, we're going up to work on it next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I'll stay and, here. and speaking of bosses, and we were talking about a little earlier where you, you actually see like vines grab you when you're inside the residence. Mm-hmm. You do get to the you get the, the boss of the residence is a giant plant that's been sucking plant up the water in the aquarium and causing problems. And you as Jill, you completely skip the fight, which I did. It's just a cutscene. I, I yeah. really like that. Very because you very comes in with the flamethrower. But yeah. you have to do the whole Vigil thing. You have to do this little. You have to do this little puzzle where you mix liquid. I just suck that puzzle. Red the guy. I, don't know why. <laughs> I always have so much trouble with the Vigil puzzle. I just read it's my guy. It's a weird one. Yeah. Every other puzzle I'm fine with. As soon as I get to like trying to make Vigil, I'm just like, what the, I I forget how to read because it's presented <laughs> in such a strange way, where it's like, it doesn't tell you the ingredient. Like it tells you like the basic ingredients that you need, and then it says like. Use so and so amount of like the the clear one. It's like, does it mean water? <laughs> what is it talking about? It, it just gives you that strange on Because I just I just read the guy, but I. So... <laughs> well, yeah. No, oh, I didn't have that problem because I had the solution. I really like that part. Like I I enjoyed following the guide and making my vigil and then having to run back and administrate administrate it and then. Because I watched uh, a speedrun, actually, before I played this game. I watched a speedrun of, of someone playing as Chris. And that fight doesn't look that simple. Like, if you actually do the real fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tough fight. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a ah. two-story fight, too, and the plant can grab you, I think, right? Yeah. 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 It's got it's got Vine Whip. Um, <laughs> so I've been thinking about Pokemon all day. But uh, this, I, I really like how Resident Evil 
like I, I don't know if any game as effectively sets up bosses. Like Resident Evil, they are really good about for a lot of the bosses, they'll like slowly introduce you to the idea of them. Like you see you see Lisa like first you hear Lisa Trevor, you hear her oh, yeah. like screaming in the basement before you or crying in the basement before you ever come across her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like introduced to them over the course of their area. Like you'll get like little like glimpses of them or you'll see a little bit like Trevor, you just see glimpses of her, like you have to run from her, I think, once. And then when you actually fight her, she like knocks you out and you wake up and she's just behind you. And well, then you're not even really fighting her. That's just she just knocks you out for some reason and then you're because you're in her cabin. Yeah. She not, yeah, because she's kinda like it like yeah, she's she's got like a little bit of intelligence left. Like she is Which, basically I do have a question. You guys might be able to answer. So she was just living in this cabin while every all the work was going on. I'm like, hey John, gonna go start my shift. How's Lisa doing out there? I don't know. Don't go <laughs> well, out the back was, door. Uh, like she was being kept like chained up secret. Okay. And then when everybody else off, like she got out is essentially what happened. Like okay. the people who were yeah. guarding her were all dead and she escaped and like she it's <laughs> Trevor's story is it's actually so unbearably sad. Where she's mm-hmm. just like a little girl that got kidnapped and held up and like uh she's just being used for all these experiments and as a result like her mental state has deteriorated and she's basically like a child that's lost Mm -hmm. um it's so sad and she like yeah she's like afraid of you that's why she knocks you out and then you have to you essentially have to put her down um, yeah just in your way and it's it's so heartbreaking and she's also invincible if you try to shoot her at any point it doesn't do anything yeah, she is an invincible child that's like always in pain, and, and she's wearing people's faces. Always scared. Yeah, it's she's wearing her face. Well, yeah, her mother's face and everything. It's it's just it's fucking creepy and it's it's oh, yeah. awful. It's like I I think Lisa Trevor might be like the one of the most heartbreaking enemies in any game. Um, yeah, yeah, but like you get glimpses of her, and then like Plant Forty Two, like you said, you see like the vines ahead of time. The one I love is that they break that formula with Neptune, and they break that formula to scare the shit out of you. Where because yeah, you don't see Neptune until you go downstairs, yeah. like and start to deactivate to, it. You're used to like how this game presents its enemies is it's an escalating scale with like okay, like there's a zombie you can you have to like fight it, but it's a slow zombie like you're. You're in a room with, or you're in a hallway with it for a while, and you can take it back to Barry, and he can take it out, and you're like introduced to them slowly to build them up, and then the same thing with uh, uh, fucking hell, the first boss, the crypt, <laughs> the crypt. You like, you know something's in the crypt. You have to keep going back there to put the masks on. You know that that's gonna be a boss fight. You know Plant Forty Two is coming. You know you're gonna have to fight this thing. And then when you're introduced to Neptune, it's just a fucking shark that jumps out of the water at you. Like, it's so... <laughs> and they do that mm-hmm. with the dog, too. They go back and forth between slowly escal- escalating a an enemy and then just throwing a fucking new enemy at you. And it goes back and forth, and that's why I think the jump scares in this game are so effective compared to, like, something like, I don't know... I don't want to say, like, Amnesia is a bad game, because Amnesia is a good game, but I feel like Amnesia has a lot of jump scares that aren't necessarily earned whereas every jump scare in resident evil is earned you're you're in a game that doesn't have a lot of jump scares so when one happens it really freaks you out it's like slow burn slow burn slow burn slow burn fuck you oh god so anyway that's what i want to say <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> okay and i and after like i was feeling pretty good with this game after i finished <laughs> the residence 
And the part that really, like, so we were talking about earlier, we talked about how you have, you see this first person scene where the hunters are coming up. The part that fucked me up is right before I got there, I got bit by a dog, bit by a snake, and I'm in caution. Okay, so I'm, I'm going in, I go in, I see the hunter, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to shoot him with the shotgun, kill him, and go in the save room. Well, I missed, and he jumped, and I was <laughs> yeah. not happy. Yeah. yeah, you were missing a head, weren't you? Uh, the head didn't come <laughs> off. She just got hit, and she fell uh, and died. Uh, can, instant they, death. They can, they can, can't they? They can. Yeah, they can just okay. fight mm-hmm. at all. I, I thought that was going to happen. I didn't get a decapitation. I just died. I was irritated, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was going to reply to what you said, Stu, but somebody who knocked on my door, so I had to mute my mic. That's okay. <laughs> my roommate. That's everyone's oh. favorite level of uh, Left 4 Dead. Mine's dead air. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that was funny. Um, but one thing I did want, uh, and I was saying about the Hunters, because I had never played the original game, but I remember seeing the toys. I remember my friend talking about it. In this game, the Hunters are all amphibian, and everything from this on, they're amphibian. But aren't they, like, monkey-related in the original game? Well, I was just going to well, ask so that. There right? are also Eliminators, which are monkeys. You see yeah. that mm-hmm. in Resident Evil Zero. Hunters are yep. different. Yeah, Hunters what are, are like a mix What is of... in, the, in the original RE, then? Was what? What are the hunters in original are? Are they monkeys? Well, I was just going to ask that yeah. because I think the no, there's no monkey in them. It's a mix of I want to say um, it's like reptilian DNA. It's like reptilian or amphibian DNA mixed with a human embryo. I want to say like they pump it in yeah. to a human they're, embryo. Do I need to bring yeah, up my Bible? Bring they're the Bible. human. <laughs> they're human animal hybrids. Yeah. But yeah. Even but in the original game, aren't they black? I, I think that's um, more of a might, graphics issue then. Yeah, I mean they all okay. make good sounds and stuff. Okay, see my the friend Nick or black. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. It's called um, when I was in when I was in elementary school or middle school, whatever the hell I was. My buddy lied to me, is what it's called, because he was telling me they were monkeys, <laughs> and I never played the game. Like, oh, and yeah, if you he played zero. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you're talking about just because of Umbrella Chronicles, but I've never actually played zero, and I never want to. Well, here on the wiki, it says the hunter species were created through the grafting of reptilian donor DNA to a fertilized human human embryo with the aid of the T virus as a bonding agent. (laughs) Okay, that's how science works. They need to do a Mr. DNA like Jurassic Park video for Resident Evil. (laughs) Hi, kids, I'm Dr. DNA. We found hunters by mixing reptilian DNA with a human embryo. Wow. (laughs) I just realized... I know I keep talking, but um, since 97 or 96, I've always thought the hunters were black in the original game with monkeys, and they changed it in the GameCube remake, and I'm just watching the video for the first time of the original one, and they were green, too. He was probably thinking of the Chimera. The Chimera were, like, black and kind of kind of fuzzy, so I could see how he would think those were primate-based. I think he just bullshit me, what I think, because he was that kind of person. (laughs) It, It almost sounds racist. They were black and they were monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> well, turned out I think he was racist. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> because like, he wasn't. From what I heard, after we got older and he graduated from high school and he hung out with some of the people that I was friends with before I moved up to Minnesota, I'm pretty sure he was racist. And we asshole, all so we all have high right. school friends. We all have friends from high school that are suddenly well, very racist. That we he was an elementary school friend that we had met because in third grade show and tell, I brought strategy guys to talk for show and tell, and that's how me and him became friends. He's the one who introduced me to Resident Evil. That's how it connects to the story. 
<laughs> so you got a strategy guides there. You want to be a friend of mine? That's kind of how it worked. He used to come over and play games. Yeah. I watched him because I was always terrified of a lot of games. I just, I like, I had a hard time playing a lot of different games that weren't RPGs. But yeah, well, I think. <laughs> but no, the hunters. Freaking! I was so I was irritated, and then the next time I ran through that hallway, I did. I made sure to heal before I came back, and then I didn't miss the hunter. But I was, I was. That's the only time I got hit too. The first time you see a hunter, I got, I got hit and killed. I mean, the first time everyone sees a hunter, it fucking destroys them. The hunters are a totally different kind of enemy. Well, I also mm-hmm. like how it's Wesker who lets them into the mansion after you meet him in the residence, which doesn't really matter because he just says, "Jill, Barry's Barry been acting strange." Yeah. Yeah, he still like, tries to play I'm only it off. Blackmailing him, but is he acting strange? That's after you like spy on them, yeah. like him clearly blackmailing Barry. Yeah, you hear part yeah. of the conversation, but you don't hear who's talking to him. Yeah, <laughs> she does kind of buy into it. She's like, "Yeah, you're right, Wesker." Like, no one he said Jill was smart. Strange. Yeah, <laughs> like the smart character of the Resident Evil universe is Rebecca and Claire. Right? They're the they're yeah. the intelligence one. Everyone else is just like. I guess that's how muscles. it's happening. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, I buy well, it. It's probably not I mean, Umbrella. <laughs> we'll play into the fact that you're in a giant mansion. Things are trying to kill you, and you're terrified and going insane. <laughs> that's what I said. You know, that might have something to do with it. But no, I, I like to think that that's why they had to stop making games about Claire. Is because they realized Claire was too smart, and she would obviously know it's Umbrella, like from the get go. Because <laughs> even in even in like the even in a degeneration, the first Resident Evil CGI movie, which is about Claire and Leon. That is a like, really good movie. It's so good. And I'm trying I'm thinking now that like the second that Claire is involved with something, I think one of the first lines is like umbrellas behind this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Claire. Like you get it. <laughs> like Chris would be like, who could have done this to this airport with all these zombies? Uh, who do I know that works with zombies? I, I'm gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> and Claire's like umbrella immediately. Yes, umbrella. It's definitely them. There's <laughs> better. Even in um Revelations 2, like she gets Kid, which I'm going to talk about briefly. <laughs> no people far. don't like that game. But I really, really want to play it. I like, I, I, I'm hoping one of you guys put it on the show at some point. I like all the third-person Resident Evils. They're different, oh. but uh, I think I think they're fun. I think they're worth playing. But in yeah. Revelations 2, like, Claire gets kidnapped, and I want to say like immediately she's like, this is definitely Umbrella. Like, <laughs> this is just fine. I'm pretty sure she uses an actual Umbrella in the beginning of Degeneration. <laughs> she does. And she like oh she does a whole moment where she like sighs about it. Like she picks up the umbrella and she's like, Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course you, need watch, you need to watch that movie for this show. It's so good. It's just, I haven't movies. seen it since it came out. Oh, those All movies right. do Leon such good justice. Back to the mansion. <laughs> um, I just do like when you come back to the mansion and you have the one extra key. One thing we hadn't mentioned is you need certain keys with an emblem on to unlock a lot of the doors, and that's kind of how they gatekeep you in this game with the armor, the helmet, sword yeah. key. I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's like it, it, you come uh, to the mansion, but you only have access to like ten percent of the mansion when you're. Uh, you have more than that. Well, oh, maybe yeah. in the beginning, yeah. Probably like a lot. Yeah, probably, uh, probably like twenty percent, I guess. It's it's not a lot because you have to find a lot of keys. Like when you first yeah. start the game, you've only got access to like yeah twenty percent of the mansion. Well, well you had and to the find, whole game is finding keys to unlock more areas. You had to find more keys than we had to find because in our we could we were the master of lock picking. Yes, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. so <laughs> You guys had access to probably like 30 or 40 percent. I had access to about 20. Because <laughs> in, in one thing we hadn't mentioned is if you play as Chris, you have the lighter and you don't have a lock pick. But he has a he doesn't he has to go find small keys to open certain doors. And it, yeah. it's just annoying, I guess. I yeah. haven't played it. And this game does the thing that every game needs to fucking do where it's 
oh, like you don't like this key appears to be useless now. Discard, even though there's no way you'd know that. It's just like <laughs> you will not need this key any further. Would you like to throw it away? It's yeah. quality of life. I, I like that. I'm glad the game doesn't make you keep stuff. I it, to this day, if I ever like change a lock or I I throw out a lock and I don't need a key anymore, I still think like I won't need this key anymore. Discard? Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every okay. time I throw away a key, I think that. One thing that you reminded me of that I also do because of this game, I think I was in when this game came out too, I wasn't in, getting into high school. And I always walk up steps now two at a time. And it's because in this game you go up <laughs> stairs in the in the front part of the mansion she gave two steps at a time and ever since this game i do it myself and i've never stopped oh you and don't, you don't uh, stair skate i always stair skate yeah stairs <laughs> oh yeah speed running so the the, the thing to know about this game is um if you press the uh the stick forward or you're pressing the w key um your character always steps forward with the same foot so you can spam that button and your character <laughs> will appear to glide upstairs <laughs> Oh, okay, I've seen it when I was watching the video, but I, I didn't do it, of course. It's really, I didn't mm-hmm. I've always wanted them to like throw that in as an Easter egg. <laughs> it's just like Resident Evil Eight comes out, and you can you can just turn on a cheat if you beat that game on hard or something. You turn on a cheat, and just skate your way around. That the would be game. an amazing feature <laughs> that Capcom must introduce. <laughs> like I'm available, Capcom. Just bring me in. I've got big ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, what about the labs? Uh, what did everybody think about the labs? You're gonna skip the caverns? Um, fuck the fuck the spiders, man! <laughs> fuck the spiders! I gotta say, uh, anyone that has arachnophobia must have hated in certain parts of this game, like when you fight the giant black tiger okay. spider. It's mm-hmm. oh yeah, also the uh, first shot, the first shot where you see the spider. You're, I think you come through the room and you don't see it, and then the camera angle switches to the. I, it's looking at you coming through the door, and it's you see a little bit above the door frame, and there's nothing there at first, and then a giant fucking spider crawls in and you basically shit yourself yeah uh, i'll yeah. Uh, give you a heads up yeah. i oh, like that thing called gray whisper or something what the gray... spider's name black tiger black there's, tiger yeah. there's black tiger and then there's also something whisper i want to say what were these names i don't know because one replaces the, the which we mentioned earlier but one of them replaces the chimeras mm-hmm. uh one of the the web spinner i don't know why i said whisper <laughs> um, chimeras are still in this game yeah, but the chimeras within the within the Resident Evil story, the oh. chimeras were like one experiment that, like, they realized like it wasn't gonna pan out, and so they just threw them on the lab because that's what you should do to protect your lab is just throw a bunch of uncontrollable monsters in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so they escape in labs, and they're like they started working on the giant spiders as a way to uh, replace the uncontrollable chimeras because the spiders could be slightly more controlled, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Every Resident actually... Evil game, every Resident Evil story goes like this. We've invented a bioorganic weapon, by the way. That's what BOW stands for, not biological. <laughs> um, we've invented a new bioorganic weapon. We are going to release it in this area, and we can control it, and it'll be fine. Five days later, oh, we've lost control of all of them, and the whole area is infected. That is every Resident <laughs> Evil game. <laughs> we can control this. We can't control this. There's actually a uh, real-world article. I think it was by somebody, some doctors in Sweden, or or somebody in Sweden, and they did research on spiders, like their whole lives. And apparently, spiders could take over the earth and kill us all if they felt like it. Oh yeah, but absolutely. they don't. Yeah, because they don't want it. Outnumber like when you think about any bug, and this is the part of the podcast where everyone's gonna feel a chill run up their spine. When you think about any bug, think about any bug that you don't like, a spider or like centipedes or ants. 
they all outnumber us like a billion to one. Mm -hmm. yep. Every single one of them. If spiders wanted to, they could kill us all and eat our eyes and we'd all be dead and spiders would just exist and do nothing. <laughs> just exist and do nothing. And the Earth would probably be better for it. The Earth would be better um, for it, to be honest. But, but yeah, getting back to the game, the only, the only <laughs> thing to mention about the caverns is that you do learn a little bit more of the conspiracy because you run into Enrico from Bravo Team. Mm -hmm. And he's hurt, and he's sitting in a corner, and he says, "So there's a traitor on Alpha Team or Bravo Team, and I know who it is. And then out of nowhere, somebody shoots him from far away from the opening of the door, and they run <laughs> off before you can see who it is. It's the I, most soap opera part yeah. of the entire Resident Evil series. It's so stupid. The real killer is BAM! <laughs> Yeah. Stu, I almost completely forgot. We haven't mentioned the most famous thing about all Resident Evil games, a particular puzzle item that occurs in oh, every yeah. single game. What I is was, that puzzle uh, item? I was going to bring it up earlier, and I was like, I'll oh, hold off on it. Um, I was, oh, gonna try, I was I trying to make up a joke for about. it. <laughs> but uh, it's actually two separate puzzle items, Sam. It's not just one, all right? Because there's a square-shaped one and a hexagonal-shaped one. Hexagonal, yeah. Oh. Hexagonal, that's what I said. It's pronounced in every game? In every single game. Pretty much every crank. single... Yeah, actually, yeah, in every game there is a crank. Usually there's mm -hmm. also... Usually there's a square crank and a hexagonal crank. See, this but, is only my second classic RE I ever beat because of this damn show. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, play the game. So I'm not as familiar with it. Play the games and get the cranks. <laughs> there's also... Uh, 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 fucking... I'll get there. There's first aid spray. <laughs> Oh yeah, first aid spray is just an item that's in this world that is very nice. Reduces yeah, your good. final score if you it's use it. It's a healing item that reduces your final score. And I've always liked that touch where yeah, who gives a fuck about that score? I kinda care about it. I kinda <laughs> I, I try not to use them because I want the, I kinda like I kinda like having a better score. I kinda like the idea I, that I used like, one in the entire game. That was in the Tyrant fight because he decided to smack me about like I was a toy. So what's funny to me is uh -huh. <laughs> like this the so the story behind the spray is it's like it's like the thing that made umbrella popular that's like umbrella's main product is first aid spray and it's like a magical spray that heals wounds um mm -hmm. and it reduces your score because the idea is you're using an umbrella product umbrella's evil but so it's funny to me because like that's the one good thing that umbrella makes like that realistically if we had that in real life like conflict would be over <laughs> it's it's a magical <laughs> spray that like instantly heals people we essentially have solved near death every single time just ambulances would just be nothing but like for we wouldn't even need ambulances we just have like those mosquito spray trucks that i don't know if anybody else in the country has but i live in a fucking swamp so we have them <laughs> we don't have them here but we have like mosquito spray trucks that go around and they spray for mosquitoes there's also like crop dusters that spray like pesticides over uh crops and stuff we would just have crop dusters fly over every city all the time you just live in a, in a little bayou and just like take a boat to work or what sam's been to my my area i basically live <laughs> in a true. basically uh subscribe to agent orange basically <laughs> but yeah like uh -huh. if first aid spray exists in real life we just have crop dusters flying over every every town in every part of the country just constantly dropping first aid spray you're like all right everyone's healthy and happy and like this is the best shape that anyone's ever been on it's basically like a super fluid I, I feel like if that happened like if i knew a flyby was gonna approach like right immediately 
I would probably set myself on fire and see if I can survive it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna let you into a. Uh, I'm gonna let you in a little secret right now, Stefan. Um, we can we can cure a lot of problems right now. Like they can stitch you up if you get cut. So I don't know why you're not just like beating your head against the wall and calling nine one one to see if you can survive it now. You can totally do that now. Testing the limits of my body. <laughs> yeah, you'll just, a, you'll just get a gigantic bill when you get home. That's all. Oh my god, I need to step away really quick. Let me just test something. <laughs> Arizona man, shoots I, uh, himself in the shoulder to see if he could survive it. That gigantic medical bill, I cannot survive. So. <laughs> that, joke, <laughs> that joke Sam and I love about um, <laughs> just every day shoot yourself with small caliber yeah, bullets. To build, build up an immunity to larger ones. <laughs> <laughs> There's an artist. Uh, this is the, a fun fact portion of the podcast. There's an artist named... Um, Burden, I think Will Burden is his name. He's a performance artist. That uh, one of his performance art pieces was he literally filmed himself getting shot in the arm with a twenty-two by a friend, which is I, uh, I oh my god, I, I struggle to call that art, but I, 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 I art. see what he was going for, I guess. But I would watch that. <laughs> I've I've seen the video and it's really it's actually really funny because his friend shoots him in the arm and he just goes like, "Ow." All right, let's turn off the camera. <laughs> That's like it's so anticlimactic. Um, so something we forgot to mention also that kind of makes this game slightly easier than the original would be that you get these things called defense items. Oh yeah, so, we missed those. Yeah, essentially what it is Good is job. you pick up random knives or you pick up batteries to put into a taser gun because of course the stars would have taser guns. Yeah, and uh, if if a if a zombie grabs you, if something grabs you, you immediately pull out your taser gun, give it a shock, and you can get away. It's like a get out of bite free card. I've yeah, actually reloaded saves because I got caught by a zombie and used a dagger, and I felt really bad about it because it's like I need that dagger for later. <laughs> if it's ammo that can be saved, it must be saved. Daggers really aren't that useful. The batteries are nice; they can usually take down a zombie. Usually, the daggers are fucking mm -hmm. great, man. Well, you gotta remember, I kill everything, so I didn't have a problem with it. I just shot them before they got to me. Usually. Oh yeah, I like I like stock up on those daggers because I know I, I, I know later that I have not killed many of the zombies in the in the building. And I'm I killed almost everybody I came in contact with. There are only a couple I skipped, and one hunter I skipped. Everyone else got killed. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The first game, like a lot of survival horror fans, play really conservatively. That's that's just the way you do it, but. It's always funny to me that like the first Resident Evil game, you really don't have to play it that conservatively. Like you could just you could kill everything. You could do a kill everything run. It'd well, hard, and very like, easy. Like, yeah, I but yeah. I mean you can. Which is it's funny. It's like, oh man, like yeah, I have to reload, I wasted that shot. But it's like, yeah, but also it's not really a waste in the first in the remake. Like if you're playing a very easy, you can do that. It's fine. It's oh, totally I fine. Grenade. I missed grenade launcher. There was one guy later on in the game. I spent three shells to hit him because I just kept missing him. I'm like, when I was in the labs, I didn't give a shit. But I'm like, okay, come on now, do do it. And he went boom. And I'm like, okay, problem solved. Yeah. On on hard though, on hard difficulty though, you do have to play it like a survival horror. Yes. You every freaking shot counts. You That's can't waste really one. Really I still can't believe yeah. you platinum this game. It was fun. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. One of the uh, things we didn't mention fun. as well is that. Um, there's different modes in the game that you yeah. have to play through to platinum it. One yeah. of them is uh, invisible enemy mode. What One the of fuck them is, that? is all the enemies are invisible. <laughs> How it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yes. How invisible yep. enemy mode? What's that? <laughs> the enemies are invisible, Mike. <laughs> uh, invisible zombie mode. What? 
<laughs> what could that be? Yeah. Uh, is, no, Tofu's only in two, isn't it? Yeah. Tofu's in two. Yeah. And you have to beat the game on hard, right? Or you have to beat the game in three hours or something to get Tofu? I can't remember. You, yeah. And in this in this game, too, for the Platinum, you do have to beat it in under three hours, I think. I love the Tofu in Resident Evil 2. That's such a clever little, like, Easter egg to unlock. That's so funny to me. It's like zombies. They're not vegetarian. So if you play as Tofu, obviously, you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, yeah. Stefan, do you know how much time do, uh, does the door loading animation take in a speedrun? Like all of them put together? Yeah. Because it adds a significant portion of time. I'm trying to think, like, the door itself is, what, like, two seconds? Three seconds? Mm, I would say it's, like, five, and then overall it'd probably be, like, 15 minutes of door animations. It's Cause definitely... I, when I had to... Yeah, when I had to when I had to beat it to get that trophy under three hours or whatever, I beat it in an hour and fifty eight minutes. Damn. So I want to say that like I got out of the mansion in like twenty minutes or less. Oh, and shit. that was yeah. And then so the door animations, I'm gonna say like you probably go through like twenty doors. So like five times twenty is probably I, like a minute. I don't know. I have, I have always secretly wanted to have that door animation in real life. <laughs> like i've always wanted to like whenever i go through a door to have the door like framed in complete blackness and open up and just phase through it it's just i love that door animation so much i i don't know why I, maybe it's just because it's such a staple of the series but like i feel yeah. like in resident evil 4 when they realized that they like needed to change the doors and they added the ability to like kick doors open ridiculously fast i feel like that was specifically put in because they were like well, we can't have the old animations. We have to create something new and equally ridiculous and lovable. So, like, all right, we're gonna make it so you can you can drop kick every single door open if you want to. <laughs> I love the fact, Nari, for you could do that. It's but great. If we were... <laughs> you, no one has ever opened a door normally in Resident Evil. Oh yeah. You either super phase through, super fast. You either phase yeah. through a black void or you kick the shit out of it. There's no in between. Uh, one more zombies... extra thing. The zombies <laughs> open the door more normally than you do. <laughs> That's actually yes, true. <laughs> um, oh, one more mode that they added on to this too that scares the living shit out of me still to this day is there's a Bravo team member called Forest Sprayer who dies on a balcony because crows eat him. They eat yeah. his eyes out. Yeah, Something and like that. also everything. And else. the mode is called One Dead Zombie, I think, or One Crazy Zombie. And what it is, is you play through the game regularly, except for Forest Sprayer chases after you. And you can't use defense items on him. You can't shoot him because he's strapped with grenades all over his body. Holy and shit. The mansion will explode if you even touch him. Did you have to and do that to the full platinum? Thank God, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like how uh, added, like, something worse than Nemesis. Yeah, that mode is actually in the original GameCube remake, too. Something really small about um, mm -hmm. the remake that I love is the, the different items, the item relocation. It's like they, oh, yeah. You go in that with didn't mean anything to me. Well, yeah, because you didn't play the original. <laughs> but I know. It's, such, it's one of those tiny things that's perfect for like diehard fans. Because when you played the original Resident Evil, that's what you did. You kind of memorized the map. And you like... What I what actually... What I usually do whenever I play Resident Evil is I like to like print out a map. I like having a physical map with me or having like one on my, my phone or I guess now my tablets would be really good and mark off areas. 
Um, but for people who played the original Resident Evil a lot, they kind of started to memorize, like, okay, I know going in that there's handgun ammo here, there's herbs over there, I know where everything is. And just a, a tiny little game mode, a tiny little feature in Resident Evil Remake, they added a, like, a standard game mode where all the items are in the same place, or an item relocation mode where they, they uh, shuffle up where everything is. And I love that. That's, like, it's one of those tiny little things that Capcom didn't have to do, but it just fits in that, that game so well. It's like, hey, people who know this game like the back of their hand, now it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be like playing it for the first time because everything's in a new location. Oh, and before we jump into the labs, we probably should get to that. I did want to say one thing about the caverns. Like, I the caverns aren't very big, but I just like them for some reason. <laughs> we <laughs> I just realized that we are uh, we're gonna end up talking about this game longer than it took Stefan to beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, but we're getting there. Because Stefan was like, you said three hours. Or was it under two hours? Hour fifty-eight. I yeah, hour 58. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. This, this episode goes longer than it takes seven yeah. We are okay. at the hour 58 recording mark, so even if we edit this down, it's... it's hour I kept 53. freaking out, too, because I was like, oh, my God, I got out of the mansion in 20 minutes. Was that fast enough? I don't know. I don't know. That's always the thing so, with speedruns is, like... Yeah. You got to know right off the bat, like, did I... Could I have shaved off a couple seconds with what I just did? Exactly. And then that one time you, like, went down the hallway and you're like oh wait no it's not this door and then you have to go back out and you're like damn that was like 30 seconds yeah just wasted all the time yeah still can't beat this game in under two hours from that treatment (laughs) (laughs) it's hard it's it's you gotta know where everything is pretty much i mean i was reading a guide and i beat this game in six and a half hours and i was pausing whenever i was reading so i i don't know if that stops the clock or not i that it's always the same thing because i've platinumed one through seven I still need to do zero. And it's always the same thing when I see that, like, like that foreboding time that I have to beat and know how long the game is from playing it previously. It's like, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't understand how I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then somehow I always do it. And you're like, this is just, it's just weird. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. a weird phenomenon. <laughs> Everything in Resident Evil feels like it takes longer than it actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, if, you can get so far in half an hour, but you feel like you haven't made any progress. That's all I feel mm-hmm. constantly. But I didn't make a lot of progress unless you like, <laughs> unless you know the game like so well. You're like, man, I've only made it through like five or six rooms. It's like, yeah, but that's a lot of rooms. Like that's that's right. a lot of the mansion. Yeah. Like, oh, oh one thing I the keys. It's like, well, that's which, almost all the keys. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the Lisa fight when you finally get to the end of the caverns and you did fight Lisa, which has been a long time coming where you're being chased oh, by her? Just, just sad. Just everything yeah. about I died in that fight the first time. <laughs> I was stupid. Who gave Barry back his gun? Oh, yeah, I gave Barry back his gun. 100%. Yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah. take your gun, shoot her, please. Because you know, Barry, like, even even though the game is like, oh, Barry might be like trying to betray you, it's like, nah, it's Barry. Like, it's Barry. <laughs> Barry has never once given the like given the sense of like a traitor or like a Weasley guy. You know, you always know Barry has a good heart. Wesker has like that Wesker. classic. He has the glasses, Ooh. the sunglasses, classic villain attire. Wesker right. wearing the yep. fucking aviators at night with the, the spiky hair, the spiky blonde hair. He is like the most '90s villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Just the way he sounds, too. He's like, Chris, I'm going to go do this. You stay here. It's like, well, yeah, you're bad. You're the bad guy. <laughs> I, I died in that fight because I went for the I pushed a block on the left and I went to go push the block on the right. And I knew she'd hit me, but I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll just get hurt. And hey, no, you get pushed off the edge and die. Yeah. The, I was the, what, 
what Mike's talking about is you have to push the blocks to open up her mother's crypt, which kind of like distracts her, makes her go insane. She grabs her mother's like head and skull and jumps off the ledge. That's the end of her, which was yeah, a weird scene, but I, I liked it. And then you get to what Sam had wanted to mention earlier. You get to the labs. Actually, mm-hmm. so, uh, yes. Say one more, one more heartbreaking thing about Lisa is that um, the fall doesn't she, she, even. Yeah, she survives the fall. She survives oh. the fall. What kills yeah. her is, or what is assumed to have killed her, is the mansion exploding. You right. Just, like, assume that that killed her. Really, like they've never, they've never confirmed Lisa's death, have they? No, they and they also, I think it's in a report or something too that the tyrant survives the explosion too, yeah. and it goes he, towards Raccoon. So I thought he died when you shot him with a rocket launcher in the end. Well, depending on what ending you get, I should oh, say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, also you shoot a tyrant in Resident Evil Two with a rocket launcher, and it still comes back. So not when I played. I beat it. I don't remember doing that <laughs> in Resident <laughs> Evil Two. I didn't do the second playthrough. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Mike only beat half the game. Yeah. Hey, 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 now I saw an ending. I got credits. <laughs> but yeah, that we makes me think. Like this. the, the <laughs> tyrant survives, and uh, that, like Wesker has like the tyrant like tyrant formula. So yeah, I, I'm actually wondering about this now. Could Lisa have survived the mansion explosion? And even if she survived that, would she have survived Raccoon City getting nuked? Like, mm. I wonder if Lisa's still out there. That would be cool. If like, uh... that would be. That'd be such a great plot, like, like if that was the plot of Resident Evil Eight or something. I, oh like, my god! Just... Okay, hold on. <laughs> just had a brilliant idea. Capcom, listen the fuck up. Resident Evil Eight. You are just you are a team sent into the ruins of Raccoon City because you've heard reports something happening. There's some life form still existing in the ruins of Raccoon City, and like maybe people are coming in to rebuild, and like there's a little bit of like township building being built up. And fucking Lisa Trevor is still wandering around somewhere in the ruins of Raccoon City. That'd be amazing. That'd, That'd be, be cool, cool, actually. Fucking make it happen, Capcom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Work on Resident Evil 3 Remake. But after that, make I, it happen. I think that's what's coming next. That's absolutely what's coming next. Which I don't care, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the one. I'm not the normal one of this group. <laughs> Hashtag one... bring Lisa back. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, and then when you get into the labs, like as we were mentioning earlier, that's where every RE starts to kind of culminate into the end. And then for this, this would have been your first experience with it. And I actually died in this first room in the lab with the two asshole zombies that are right there. <laughs> so I didn't burn them. I shot both of them, and the guy didn't tell me to burn them. So I run downstairs. I'm doing some stuff, I, and I go back upstairs, and it was less than ten minutes. And the, and the crimson head gets his ass back up comes on the stairwell with me and fights me on the stairwell and I can't shoot him. And I'm trying to run up the stairs and I have no heal items because I don't carry any and I just keep getting hit and keep getting hit and I'm like, I'm almost there, I'm almost there and then she goes, ah! And I'm like, fucking game. <laughs> so as soon as I came back, I shot both of them with a handgun, burned both their bodies immediately. There was there was no playing around this time. I'm like, you're done. Well, We're not dealing well with correct today. me if I'm wrong, but like, are they are they naked in this version? I don't remember. Not on very, very easy. Okay, because in the original, all the zombies in the lab are running around naked. Like um, they have their clothes on. It's normal and hard. That. Not on very easy. Like like the, no, zombies the are guide, stronger. I don't know. In the guide, it would say if you're on hard, normal or hard, there's a naked zombie in that room, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't so, think that the more difficult the game is, the more dicks you have to see. <laughs> <laughs> more games to do that as a uh, as a difficulty thing. 
It's like <laughs> I wish we could... it's either because that's great because regardless of whether or not like you hate seeing dicks or you like seeing more dicks and stuff, it's like it works because you're gonna oh I have to play very hard to see more dicks. <laughs> or oh man, if I play very hard I have to see like it's either a difficulty thing or a reward. I really wish we had ways. Elena on this episode right now. This would be funny. Oh, she God, made a yeah. comment. Yeah, about when we were playing Majora's Math. That was not on the recording, but uh, it would have been funny. Okay. But yeah, no, it, it, none of the ones I had to fight were naked. They all had clothes on. They all got, most of them got burned. I, I, I had a few flame shells, which got used to light up everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a little Easter egg, too, in the labs where you have to interact with a computer. And one of the usernames you have to type in is John. And you find out later in Resident Evil 2 that John is dating Ada, who is another mm. main character in that story. It's also but, uh, like, <laughs> like she just mentions that her boyfriend's name is John. And I like how everyone's like, well, it's clearly that John. John yeah. is a very, John is a very specific name. Two people Super can't have the common same name, name. John. Well, I think his password is Ada. That's why yeah. it's the connection <laughs> that's there. But yeah. Yeah. Is is it is it that computer or the the device you load the MO discs that's definitely a GameCube? Oh, the yeah, MO disc. Yeah, definitely a GameCube. Yeah, <laughs> that's which, which was funny. Yeah, um, but that's that's a part of the game where like you start coming across the chimeras, and those to me are the freakiest enemy. Like those freak mm-hmm. me out. The chimeras are the actual like they are. They're not all black, but they are like they have like black. Oh god, it's hard. How do you describe the chimeras? They're like. Every animal mixed together. They look like a really ugly bug. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good way of saying it. They're like an ugly. Black. They're like something out of Stalker, realistically. Like they, oh man, you and that fucking game. Got, <laughs> oh. That fucking game. That's, <laughs> like that actually. I that was one of my most. Man, that's when I realized how much I love this show when I beat that game because I yeah. That's a hard game to beat. I'm impressed. Yeah, with it is. Oh, um, yeah. They look like like some weird mutation. They've got like. Like cr- they look like they've got like cricket parts coming off of them, and they've got like exoskeletons, but they've also clearly got like mammalian features, and they're kind of hair. They're not really like fuzzy like bugs are. They're like hairy. They're mm-hmm. so creepy, and they're they're very dark. Like they're they're very like they are almost black, but they've got just enough light to them in the remake that you can make out features. Yeah, and they're like that, black like, husks. Yeah, yeah. they kinda, die really easy though. Like clicking noise. Oh my god, they freak me out. I don't know why they freak me out so much. I they I mean, at least I'm very easy. I mean, there's a lot of them, too. Like, for the most part of this game, you don't have to fight that many enemies. <laughs> but when you get to that part, you fight a lot of shit. Yeah, because there's there's even a little like area where you have to crawl through vents in the coolers and the chimera will follow you through the vent and they'll crawl <laughs> out of actually kind and of it's cool. Creepy as shit. Kind of, you know what they I like? Yeah. This. You know what they look like? They look like Brundlefly. <laughs> Rundlefly, which is what uh, Jeff Goldblum turns into in The Fly. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the general look they have. Too bad the Chimera won't just like come up to you and grab your magnum and put it to their head. <laughs> yeah. Or just have like, oh man, I really want like a mod of Resident Evil now where they just replace the Chimera noises with like Jeff Goldblum's laugh. <laughs> like, like, you're in the, laugh, the laugh. Hear, only if it's the laugh from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, specifically the laugh from Jurassic Park where he's like, nah, 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 nah. like, you just hear that in the vents. Like, oh god, what the fuck is that? Nah, nah. <laughs> no, someone, someone's going to make that mod just for you. Uh, please do. <laughs> I used to have uh, I used to have that laugh as my ringtone for Sam. <laughs> I think it was either for you, Sam, or it was for Christian. I can't remember who I it, was it was for. I thought it was for Riley now. Oh, maybe it was for Riley, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that laugh was the ringtone. It was, it was, it was so funny, but it was so annoying that I had to change it. <laughs> All right. Um, one thing we should mention as you're getting deeper in the labs, like after you get the the Camaro. I mean, the labs are pretty short, but I did like how you can you have to rescue with the, you have to rescue your team member or yeah. Chris or Jill, whoever you're playing as, using the game cubes to unlock it. Do fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Chris what? is like the biggest badass, but if you rescue him as Jill, he's just like, all right, I'll meet you in the helicopter. It's like, okay. I, what, so okay. did you guys ever have any problem with the Tyrant fight in the one downstairs? Uh, that's mm. actually, no, that's like the easiest Tyrant fight, I think, in the whole yeah. series. It was, yeah. it was, I mean, I shot him to make them like two or three times and he was done. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, you can beat him pretty easily with like, even like knife runs. I'd say that's not the hardest enemy to knife to death. It's that, you know what, going back to what you were saying earlier, I think it does take one or two slashes and he goes down. Is I that what it is? It's, it's, yeah, it's so easy. It's super yeah. easy. Yeah, he's, he's, it's, it's great because that's like a tiered fight. Like you have to, that's another fight where it's like you fight him once and then you have to fight him again. And like, that's the real fight at the end of the game. That fight is hard. When the tyrant comes back. And that's, I mean, yeah, it wasn't hard for me, but I could see it being hard. So I don't wonder that's if like, that pissed. first part was specifically easy. Because they were like, okay, this is us introducing you to the tyrant, and we're going to make you think that he's easy to beat, but he's going to come back and he's going to kick your ass. I really, really did love that part where you have the tyrant just, I mean, and then Wesker wakes him up and he just smacks Wesker across the face. Yeah. Yeah. I so thought he should that. The yeah. yeah. So, yeah, at this point in the game, you, uh, actually, at this point in the game, you still aren't quite sure Wesker's. If you're playing as Chris, Chris, the fucking dumbass, is still like, like, Wesker, what are you doing down here in these labs? And he's like, Chris, hello. It's like, have you not you? figured this out yet, Chris? <laughs> yeah, like, Wesker has to tell you that he's the bad guy. And <laughs> he, like, he shoots Rebecca in the fucking chest. What? And she just, she goes down like a sack of fucking potatoes. I did not see this. Well, because you played as Jill. <laughs> and you I don't get Rebecca if you play as Jill. Oh. No, not Wesker, Wesker turns to Chris, he's like, oh, you sly dog, you got me monologuing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That actually a line in there. No. I can see it. Okay, I can see it. <laughs> Sorry, but it's not from Resident Evil. Oh, okay. It's from Incredibles. But <laughs> that's, that's, actually, yeah, Wesker and Syndrome have very similar temperaments. Um, they do. <laughs> he's like, Chris, you're here. You found it out, and even Chris is like, found out what Wesker? He fucking drops Rebecca. And Chris is like, whoa, are you the bad guy? And it's like, fucking, yeah, Chris, he's the bad guy. <laughs> you figured it out. Congrats. I, I, always, I always wish there was like like confetti and air horns at that point where it's like, like, yeah, you got it, Chris. Yay, you figured it out. After Wesker literally shot somebody in the, like, in the chest. Um, yeah, then like Wesker is like, goes on this huge monologue about how, like, he calls uh he calls the stars team his little piggies. What the fuck? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's awkward even in the remake. I can't remember the original line in the in the first game, but it's like oh god, it's really <sighs> weird. Yeah, Chris Chris starts laughing in the original game. Like he just laughed, and like, Wesker's like, Chris, Christ. stop it! Yeah, just stop. <laughs> Chris Chris like loses his mind very briefly for some reason, <laughs> but in the last in the remake he's like. He's like, Chris has like a weird line. Where he's like, um, when did you start taking paychecks from Umbrella? And he's like, I've always worked for Umbrella. Actually, they work for me. Umbrella is mine, and the Stars team are my little piggies. It's like that's not a thing. That's not a thing people say, Wesker. There's, there's <laughs> oh, other yeah. animals that are known for being like 
indentured animals. Nobody uses pigs that way. <laughs> oh, that that is terrible. I'll like, stick with my ending. They're, they're my dancing monkeys, or like I've had you on a lease. Nobody says they're my little piggies in a non-sexual context. Um, <laughs> it starts with my little piggies, and then he is like, "Yes, it was me the whole time." Blah blah blah, and checks himself with the T virus because he. Uh, this is where like he reveals that he was working for Umbrella, but like he is now. This is his official takeover. This is like. Where he's he's gone public about his takeover, um, he releases in the newspaper. There's a headline, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he oh. like injects himself with a virus. He's like, now I'll be a god, and then the fucking tyrant bitch slaps him to the goddamn ground, and you're like, all right, fighting you now. I don't think that's yep. an, in Jill's version. I didn't see him inject himself, unless I wasn't paying attention. But you do have Barry pulls the gun on you. And then I think he's going to shoot Jill or something, or, and then Barry comes back and shoots somebody. He, he shoots know. the gun out of Wesker's hand. Okay. But yeah. Wesker definitely injects himself in Jill's version, too, right? Oh, I must have not been paying uh, no. attention or something. Oh, he doesn't? No, okay. He, he so. doesn't. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I guess no, Wesker he, was always, he, like, Chris's daddy. Yeah, yeah. He No, Barry Especially shoots the five. gun out of his hand and then shoots him in the shoulder. And before he can go over there and stop him, he presses the button to release the tyrant. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. I, this is another reason I like the Chris version because, yeah, in the Chris version, the tyrant like straight up bitch slaps Wesker like into a fucking wall. I think he still bitch slaps him in my version too, maybe, or was he just got shot? And that's what I'm thinking. He he gets completely st- impaled. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. just like yeah, it's like that's all. And my my favorite part about that is it's set up as like, well, that's obviously the end of Wesker. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Sure. Well, it's for years. <laughs> I mean, Code Veronica. I don't. I don't think he's in the regular Code Veronica. He's not until Code Veronica X. Yeah, no, but he's, in, just like, he's in the regular. Oh, he's in the regular too. He's just, mm-hmm. okay. He's they just added more scenes with him in X. Okay, this is coming from a guy who never played Code Veronica. It'd be like, It'd be like if at the end of Super Mario, like the first Super Mario, you dunk Bowser in the lava and Mario like like rubs his hands together or something. And he's like, well, that's the end of that. Like that problem solved forever. <laughs> um, Pete was uh, like, wasn't that weird when he called us his little piggies? Yeah. <laughs> the I, says that. I'm very <laughs> happy I did not hear that part. I'm just waiting for the, uh, the end credits to roll and then you just hear, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like that should be the ending of five? I feel... <laughs> I, oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask this to you guys, and I'm also just going to throw this question out there into the ether. Does anyone feel like Wesker still isn't dead? <laughs> like, I, I still I still worry that he's out there somewhere. I mean, they killed him when they introduced his son. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, that, see, that's that to me is even more like he could come back because I'm like, there's going to be some... They could easily do another, like action game where they've got Jake Miller captured in a lab somewhere and they're using him to rebuild Wesker. Like that's totally a thing that would happen in Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I hope he's dead. I will be annoyed if they bring him back. I will Sorry, too. Capcom. But I'm always <laughs> gonna have that fear. I'm always like, Wesker could be out there somewhere. Like you never know. Because he's all you always think he's like completely dead. You're like, well there's no way he could come back from this. Mm-hmm. And he comes back. Like there's gonna be one fucking cell like one skin cell that they find in the volcano and they're like, ah, with this, we can recreate Wesker. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar man. <laughs> um, and then after you do that part <laughs> and you five, did, five, and you end up rescuing five. your partner, that's when you finally go up in the helipad that you've been trying to get to this entire damn game. Cause all you've been trying to do is escape. 
And I did like when the tyrant just burst through the freaking uh, ground <laughs> and comes out, I mean, ready to murder you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's because, uh, yeah. That's when so you really get sense. the sense I mean, of, you like, shot him with a Magnum. Well, I shot him with a Magnum. I'm assuming everyone, I'm assuming almost everyone saves the Magnum for that fight. I, uh, I usually uh, use the Magnum in the, like, the room, because they give you the room where you can, like, the, the first room the tyrant is introduced in is the best Resident Evil room ever created because it's just a square room with computers in the center. And so you can just run around in circles. Like that room was designed for a Resident Evil fight uh, perfectly. And so I usually use the Magnum there. And then in the helicopter fight, I just like um, waste some time until you can get the rocket launchers. Okay. So yeah. you can just, Stefan had said that you could just run around like a minute or something. I shot him with a Magnum mm-hmm. instead. I don't know. If maybe the timer yeah. hit first, but it's it's but it's either you do enough damage to where chicken shit Brad Vickers tosses the rocket, yeah. or you wait a minute and a half and then he'll do it without the. Yeah. First thing I gotta ask: Why the fuck is there a shit, rocket launcher on the helicopter? Stars, man. I, yeah, <laughs> Look, I mean, you never know what you're gonna need on a rescue mission, okay? And all you brought <laughs> with a handgun. Like I, I love. There's a there's a there's a scene of them all that somebody made fun of as a meme where they're all standing there holding all these rifles and shotguns. And then they're like, before the mission, for the mission, one little hand, they're holding a handgun. Like I know well, it's cause they lost and, their ammo, didn't bring it, but. And forest sprayer had a grenade launcher for some reason. Yeah. They have five <laughs> grenades. They have five handguns and a grenade launcher. And a shotgun. I mean, the other guy in his yeah. shotgun. That's true. So, but yeah. still, I, I kind of, bring- I mean, that's kind of explained in the game. Like, everybody has their own little specialties. I don't know whose specialty is just grenade launchers. Like, I don't know what kind of person has just that specialty. Or like, oh, I can't. It's not a very common weapon, is it, in war? Um, Like, in real war? It's fairly common. They have, like, the uh, M203 grenade launchers and the grenade launchers. Those are pretty big thing. Um, They can shoot gas, too. They shoot gas. So that is actually, like, used. It's not used for what you think it is. They're not really used for... uh, Grenade launchers aren't really used to kill people. They're more used as like a like we need to clear this building. We need to get people out of this building. So we're going to shoot gas in, or we're going to shoot a grenade launcher in, and just like get them to swarm out. That's really what grenade launchers are kind of for. Mm. Okay. You're not going to use an RPG to like kill one person. No, RPGs also aren't grenade launchers. But still, same thing. <laughs> Rock propel grenade. Unless you're like, unless it's like a predator drone, explosives aren't meant to specifically kill a single person. They're really like, yeah, we're going to clear Like, we need to, to clear this area out or, like, disorient the enemy. Yeah, take down that little building or something. Yeah, or take out, like, a vehicle. There's a vehicle that's we need to remove. Or we need to get into this building, and there's no door on the side, so let's just blow a hole in the side of it. <laughs> oh, oh, do you guys have any... <laughs> Are you guys ready to uh, move on to listen? Uh, I have the poll I want to... I want. I did a poll for all the groups I want to mention, and I also have the listener... A bunch, I have a few listener questions to read, too. Sure. Uh, well, let's just let's just break down what happens at the end. Oh, so, oh yeah, we never said uh, that. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, we also skipped the part where earlier in the game, like you find the radio and you get signal and you could finally like you finally manage to call Brad Vickers, who sucks, by the way. Brad Vickers is a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> and you can tell totally him I said that, except he's dead. <laughs> and he's not real. Yeah, and he's not real, but <laughs> he's real to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but you find the radio earlier and you're like, like brad come in it's kind of like garbled and you can't hear anything and then later in the game like you actually do get a signal and you're like brad you gotta come help us and he's like oh, i don't know i'll do what i can yeah he's like i'm running out of fuel if you want to leave now's your time go to the helipad 
Yeah, he's just and been so flying go around all fucking night, I guess. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, because the game begins at like, what, like you'd say nine o'clock, realistically? Like prior around yeah. nine, ten o'clock. And Brad's, when you leave, it's dawn. So Brad's been flying around for like eight hours in a fucking helicopter. I feel like it would run out of fuel by then, though. I don't know how much fuel helicopters take, but I imagine eight hours is a pretty long trip for a helicopter. I, I don't think they can go. I, I've watched too many documentaries, but I think that's a long time. For that specific kind of, like, it's not a fucking Chinook. Like, it is a, it's a, it's not a Hind D. A Hind D. <laughs> Liquid Wesker. Same voice acting. <laughs> that's why I love both games. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Stefan, give us the breakdown. Okay. Yes, please. Yeah, so Brad is like, go to the helipad. And then they go to the helipad, and he's like, holy crap, use this against the tyrant. And so he tosses down a rocket launcher. You pick it up, and you shoot the tyrant. It explodes into a million pieces. Well, I should say there are two <laughs> endings, because you can either save the other stars member in the jail cell, who is either Chris or Rebecca or Barry. Rebecca? I don't remember. It's well, it's first in the Well, okay, and uh, Barry's also kind of like locked up at some point too. Oh, yeah, and yep, and uh, so if you don't save them, then you won't even fight the tyrant. You'll take off by yourself, and the mansion explodes. But if you do save them, then they all get out of there. They get on the helicopter, they ride into the sunset, and the mansion explodes, and everything's dead because there's a there's a countdown. Because it's Resident Evil, and there's always a countdown. What's uh, funny about that part is, oh, to me, this was always funny, is if you play as Jill, you and Chris and Barry escape. If you play as Chris, you and Jill and Rebecca escape. For whatever reason, Barry does not exist in Chris's campaign, and Rebecca does not exist in... I mean, they exist, but... Like, They're not... You don't ever see them. Yeah, you don't mm -hmm. ever really figure out what happened to them. Like, they don't appear, and you don't really... At no point... Like in Jill's campaign, does anyone say like, "Oh, what happened to Rebecca? She's dead." Like it's just, it's one of those things where people talk about like the canon of Resident Evil, and you kind of have to merge both campaigns together. Of like, Jill was doing this while Chris was doing this, and both Barry and Rebecca got on the helicopter at the end. Well, because mm -hmm. in, in canon wise, Rebecca and Barry both—I mean, not till way later—but both showed up in future entries. Right. Um. Yeah, they're Barry more so than Rebecca. Rebecca um, was kind of like disappeared from the series for a long time, sadly. Well, Barry didn't even show up till Revelations 2. Um, he yeah, was but at the end of 3. Yeah, he's at the oh, end of 3. Oh, okay. he's, uh, he's mentioned in 2 a lot. Like, you find Kendo's gun shop and you learn about Barry. Because I like, remember... Re Rebecca is like, gone. Like, nobody even talks about Rebecca until... God, is it? it's not until like, the fucking play. Right, Stefan? Uh, I think if Capcom says the movies are canon, and I they think are. that newest movie that came out, the animated one that sucks, she's in that, and in that. I think that's the last time you see her. That's well, that's that's the last time you see her. I, in between those two things, though, I mean, I'm going to talk uh, about this for a second because there's something amazing. There's something amazing I, that a lot of people don't know about called Biohazard: The Stage. Biohazard the Stage is the prequel to Resident Evil 5, and it is a semi-musical, like semi-dance-based Resident Evil play where Chris Redfield and Piers Navans have to go to Australia to help the BSAA uh, Oceania branch 
uh, <laughs> investigate a a university that is overrun by <laughs> zombies that one of the sci- that one of the, like the doctors there is working on for Umbrella, and about I would say like thirty minutes to an hour into the play, you realize that the insider that alerted Chris and Pierce to the situation is uh, Rebecca, who was undercover there, and that's like the first time she's shown up since one. And I watched, I have watched that play. It's on YouTube, so everyone can go watch it. And I highly recommend you do because it's, I don't know, it's, it's so weird and so funny to me, of like weird like dance numbers where, I think we talked about it briefly on the Resident Evil Two um, episode, but like Chris and Piers are like dancing through the audience, and there's zombies like, like moaning and like uh, lurking through the audience trying to find them. It's. It's a really like high production play. Is is Rebecca still doing like? Is she like still a scientist or whatever? Or yeah, not? she's undercover there because she's like the only member of the BSA that's got like uh, a strong science background, essentially. Okay. Like she's the, one of cool. the smartest. Yeah. So she's undercover, like helping them with the research, and you re- like she reveals herself as uh, Rebecca. Like they ca- they keep calling her Rebecca, but then she's like. Chris runs into it. He's like, Rebecca, Rebecca Chambers. And she's like, that's right. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's Rebecca. <laughs> well, I did that because I love Rebecca. But um, uh, well, you've got a whole game about Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Yeah, I might have had a slight crush on Rebecca as a child. And now I'm pretty sure it's not slight <laughs> anymore. Sound of this. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Rebecca. I, uh, I, I, I like Jill a lot. So I'm I... stalking Rebecca. And... <laughs> that's OK. She's not real. As long as it's she's Rebecca not... Chambers, it's, it's OK. It's okay. It's no, I always had a crush on Rebecca. It's all Stuart super turned into like his, his life-size Rebecca pillow. <laughs> yeah, real yeah I just turn around. I've got like a shrine. Yeah. It's only see, got a one. <laughs> None of us use camera, so. <laughs> I'm petting a yeah, I'm, I'm petting a cat wearing a Rebecca wig right now. That's a... <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think we should start getting to the listener part. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think well, we're yes. ready. Okay, because this has been two hours. We've already surpassed our longest episode. We're not even done yet. So, oh, yeah. by, the, by the way. Yeah. Okay, Don't so you I guys did a poll. Be dead, evil dead now? <laughs> and... To be honest, I could still talk about Evil Dead for two hours. That's <laughs> true. We'd be okay. going All right. movie by so, movie. I did a poll in about five different groups just to kind of get an idea. I asked people, who do you pick, Jill or Chris? Or never played it. And some people put some other really dumb options like Harambe and stuff. But that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but what does thing. matter... It's 2019. Like a... Stop making the Harambe joke. It's just I not know. relevant anymore. It's over with. Find <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> a new dead animal. <laughs> okay. shit. And so I did a poll. And Chris, as anyone would expect, had 69 votes. And Jill had 243. Oh, wow. So everyone who plays this game is Jill. Like, I mean, everybody. My question with that is, how much of that is because Jill's is a little easier, and how much of it is because people love Barry Burton? <laughs> or Jill, Jill's term? eye candy. Or Jill's eye candy. I feel a like that. I feel like a lot that. of it was the easier difficulty, the inventory space. The same reason why I first played as her because it's easier. See, I feel like I feel like a lot of people play Jill because of Barry. I don't know if that's true. That's just something I've always believed to be true in my life. Like I've always thought that was probably that was probably the case. I was like, people really like, like Jill because they really like Barry. Like especially for his one-liners. Yeah, I mean it's totally fair. Yeah. Barry's a fantastic character. He's he's just a great character. He's so weird and goofy, and he's like the dad joke of Resident Evil. <laughs> Agreed. 
I hope this isn't Chris's blood. We didn't make that joke. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't make that joke. I think we might have said something earlier. We know. might it's have. It's been hours. a long. It's been a long episode. I'm my tired. favorite, my favorite uh, original line from the, uh, sorry, the original game is actually Richard's line after he's been bitten by the snake. His voice <laughs> acting for him being hurt, he's just like, "Ouch!" It's yeah. fucking <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> it's been a lot worse. Yeah. Than, Ouch! You got bit by a giant snake. But, you know, we'll Yowie! Ooh, that's gonna smart. <laughs> All right, I do got a few questions and some memories from people I do want to read. First one from from the Overblood group, from Chad Hager. Do you did you like the direction of first person the series took with RE7, or would you prefer the next entry return to third person? I uh, would say third person because I love third person that's, games. That's really tough because yeah. Resident Evil Seven was such a good fucking game. Uh, I think I'll take this. Okay, <laughs> I, I think um. I think I, like most people, when I found out it was going to be first person, I was like, that's dumb. That's the stupidest decision Capcom has ever made. They're making a first person Resident Evil game. That's like that bridge. I, I think I even said at one point, like this betrays the whole idea of Resident Evil. Like you need the over the shoulder. You need it to be you need it to be like the fixed camera angles. That's so important. And then as soon as I played Resident Evil 7, I realized I was a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> that game. It somehow changes everything about the way Resident Evil plays and still feels more like a Resident Evil game than some other games in the series. Resident Evil feels closer. Resident Evil 7 feels closer to Resident Evil 1 and 2 than Resident Evil 6 does. And I don't know. Like, it's a lot of little things. It's like the atmosphere and just small mechanical touches. And I think that's. Like that's more impressive than a lot of things in gaming right now. I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. how much time was spent trying to figure that out, trying to like nail that formula of we're going to change. I, I've talked about this with Sam before. I know Sam and I were um, I can't remember. We were talking about like Fallout or something, and I made a point that in generally in gaming, when you're playing a third person game, the focus is on the character. The focus is on you're looking. You're looking at the game, but like the character is always in your eye line. You're going to be looking at your character a lot. That's a big thing in like Dead Space, where you've got the backpack that shows your health. When a game is first person, the focus is on the environment. Everything about the game is like, oh, look at this world we've put you in. That's why a lot of people play Fallout games and Elder Scrolls games first person, because the world is the focus. Whereas people play like Resident Evils and like Dark Souls, those games you're like you're changing your art like mass effect's a great example you're changing your armor all the time the characters look really beautiful they want like a focus to be on the characters so i was like well this is betraying everything about resident evil because the characters are the purpose and they they found a way to make the environment more resident evil than it ever has been in the past and that's that's my very long-winded answer to it was a very good idea for that game and i'm very impressed that they pulled it off so well okay yeah 100 percent back that yeah thank you that's a good answer. thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> i got two more things to read uh one from sebastian well two more things in the overblood group one from sebastian G- uh pronounce that name um what did you think of the voice acting i never oh, know better is it games or gamers i don't know how to say it i don't that know guy? either that's sebastian yeah that's sebastian Alan sebastian Gomez. Hi, yeah. sebastian he listens to the show too so sebastian tell us if how to feel here him. i've always I'm wondered i'm curious how many people are still going to be here at this point <laughs> but don't say it type it into the comments <laughs> yeah don't okay. Don't give us any cut. Like, wait like a week and then DM one of us <laughs> with just like the phonetics of your name. And we let's see if we remember. It'd be really funny if we don't. 
Yeah, like, we might. Fuck did Sebastian message us? <laughs> Some of the stuff that we record, I don't remember until I'm listening to the edit. Like, oh, yeah, we said that. Yeah, that's happened few times well, when you right. two hour what, do you, shows. <laughs> what did you guys think of the voice acting i i personally like it in this version but then again i like the corniness i like making fun of it too so mm-hmm. there's, to take this something, okay. there's something magical i'll just go ahead and answer it there's something magical <laughs> about like about like the corniness of it because you know like what the process was going through that and you know that those actors were trying <laughs> so hard but they were given like no direction <laughs> and the it goes right along into like how the original Resident Evil opens up with live action. Actual I can't actors. believe we didn't mention that. I can't yes. believe we didn't say that. It just recently got remastered in 4K, by the way. Yeah, yep. it did. Oh my God. And it I looks forgot beautiful. about that. Well, she none of us played the PS1 version for the show. So that's partly why, too. Well, yeah. And so <laughs> we have. The, I, I, I mean, and they and they get a lot of things right, but they still like are very self-aware that it, this is still going to be corny. Like, I think at one point, Barry says, here's some grenade rounds, a little mellow yellow for you. Right, yep, he does. Just, yeah, and you're just like, okay, thanks, Barry. <laughs> they, they took that out in the remake version, but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still self-aware, and it's still, like, kind of caters to, like, hey, you guys remember the first Resident Evil. It's going to be a little goofy, but enjoy it. So, I like it. I think it's great. I am. Um, I can't be sure about this, uh, and somebody else can. Somebody else can fact check this. I'm not sure about this. This is just a like a, a thing I heard that Mellow Yellow was like. Mellow Yellow was a, um, a nickname kind of along the lines of Agent Orange for some like, uh, it wasn't like mustard gas, but there was some weapon that was, that was like very briefly called Mellow Yellow, but well, it wasn't like a very big like it didn't catch on. So I always, I was always wondered if that was like something that, like Mikami somehow knew, <laughs> and they made that a very line. But that's a very like that's a big stretch. I don't know if that's true. Or not. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, just keep scratching your face on your yeah. fucking mic. Okay. Oh shit! That sounds that sounds great. <laughs> My bad. I'm asleep here. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to use the uh, blanket to like cover cover the uh, cover the mic so I can cut down on the uh, room. Professional room sound tone. engineer Sam over here. <laughs> With my shitty up. mic, my shitty little headphone mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more. Don't or I got a couple more things, but I want to read this from Bruce Ingram. RE games don't scare me, but a scary memory I have of the remake is having a power cut during my first playthrough. Oh, when the power uh, came back on, my GameCube wouldn't turn back on. I thought the power cut killed it. It did eventually turn back on, thankfully. Okay, that wasn't the story I thought it was. Wow. That would, I would just, I don't know that I, oh man. I, I just jumped off, of, just jumped off the roof. Yeah. That might, right, I, like, God. if I was in the middle of a Resident Evil game and the power went out, I don't know that I'd play the game again for like two or three weeks. Hey, just like Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, yeah. Sam is giving me shit because I still haven't beaten two. It's gonna be on the show eventually, about a year next year. We'll we'll put it out. Sam, I'll just play it next year. Listeners, please pressure Stuart Hughes into (laughs) beating Resident Evil Two Remake. Alternatively, you could pressure me into beating Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I just got. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Another one. Remake comes out on the Switch. I'll beat it immediately. Make it happen. (laughs) From Leonardo. Espinoza. When I played remake for the first time, I knew about the Crimson Heads. I thought I could take uh, one. However, when I heard one get up with a horrible groan, I quickly turned off the GameCube. I don't blame you, sir. <laughs> yeah, we I don't blame uh, you at all. Look, okay. I, uh, mm-hmm. 
I have a pretty embarrassing story about I, when I first played Bioshock. Um, I played Bioshock for the very first time. Right when it came out, I was... God, I don't know how old I was when Bioshock first came out. Somebody else can do the math. I've said I was born in 93. I was like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. or something. Maybe I was older, and this that would make this story even more embarrassing. But very, very early in Bioshock, uh, you go to like a dentist office, and it's like uh, the spicers are, are everywhere. And you come to a segment where like suddenly you're not dealing with very many spicers. And like the game kind of gets quieter and you go, you go around a corner and there's a desk at the end of this little, little cubby hole. You go to the desk and you pick something out of the desk and you turn around and the dentist is just right in your face. And I screamed, I turned off my Xbox and I, I went back to GameStop and I returned the game. I was, <laughs> I was like, this is too scary for me. Please take this back. And I got, some, I think I got like, I got like Jack and Daxter two or something in its place. Like something else. Like ah, this is this is more fun. This is more. This if is DJ more my still age listens, range. he's cursing you right now for saying about Jack and Daxter two. If he's still listening. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't beat Bioshock for like like three or four years after that. Like it scared me so much that I returned the game. So it was two thousand seven. It was two thousand seven. So I was. Uh, 14? 14, yeah. <laughs> Too old. Too old to be so scared by something right. that I returned the game. One, uh, a, one more game. memory. One more question, then we'll start wrapping this up. For Shelf Box. more embarrassing, don't worry. <laughs> From Carrie Chandler. I was never a big Resident Evil fan. This is the only one I've played for more than an hour or so. Friends and I rented it while home from college one summer. We were playing it in the dark, and my friend's parents converted a garage. His sister had a ball python whose terrarium was right next to the TV, lit by blacklight. Right during a tense moment, my peripheral vision caught the snake moving. I dropped the controller and screamed. And that's the last <laughs> time I played a Resident Evil game. Oh, man. That was funny. But did you get poisoned? <laughs> uh, all right. Last question well, from Michael Irving. Do you think <laughs> RE1 is going to get a similar remake like RE2 did? And what would be the impossible to kill thing that's always chasing you? I don't know if you need it. Who wants to take that? Sam? Well, so I don't think RE1 is going to get another remake with a with a uh, first-person or a third-person view or a non-fixed camera view just because I, I don't know. I just I don't see it working out. But here's know. the thing. I'm going to interrupt you right there and say neither of us thought that would, that would work for Resident Evil 7 and neither of us thought that that was going to be great for Resident Evil not that it would Not that it wouldn't work, but just that... If it, if it does happen, it's going to be a long time before it happens. Because Resident Evil mm-hmm. 1 has stayed fixed camera through at least six versions. There have been six yeah. versions of that game, or different ports and stuff. So they like it like that. Um, you know, there's a possibility they could remake it uh, and it be third-person camera. I'm never going to say no to another Resident Evil game. Uh, even if it's a frickin' Umbrella Chronicles or, or not Umbrella Con- uh, uh, sorry, Operation Raccoon City. Um, like, what you more mean? Resident Evil is always a good thing in my book. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. It could be a VR game, maybe. Like, oh, when God, VR don't even say that. Yeah. Don't, don't even could. say that. No. It'd be great. Does it, Resident Evil 7 has VR, doesn't it? I'm sure. It yes, yeah, it does. It does. I, I already can't play VR because it fucking makes me nauseous, but... Like, even if I could, I don't think I would play Resident Evil 7 VR. I would have a fucking heart attack. I heard it was yeah. I heard it was good, but terrifying. So I mean, Capcom, Capcom to me is, like, above reproach when it comes to remaking their games. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. So, like, I, I, the, the rumor, and I think it's, it's pretty, pretty common knowledge at this point that, like, Resident Evil 3 remake is going to be coming next. Like, that's 
That's pretty, we that's assume. The common, we don't know. Yeah, we assume. Nothing's been confirmed yet. But that's like the general consensus is that's what's going to happen next. Um, unless right. Capcom wants to surprise us and bring out like Mega Man Legends redo, which I am yeah, completely exactly. fine with. But uh, mm -hmm. like Capcom knows what they're doing. And so if they came out and they said, we're going to remake Resident Evil 1 and we're going to give it a first person treatment, we're going to give it like the Resident Evil 2 remake treatment where it's a totally different style of play. I'd still say like, you know what? I've I've said that this isn't going to work in the past and it's clearly worked out. So Cap, like I trust Capcom at this point. I trust Capcom at this yeah. point more than I trust most other game companies. That's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I used to think like every Bethesda game that came out was going to be great, and then yeah, a whole lot of shit happened, and now I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but to answer think... the question, no, we probably don't think it's going to be remade. Not anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what okay. people are saying that Resident Evil, like the the idea now is that it's going to be Resident Evil Eight, and then uh three remake and then who knows what happens after that it might be cool mm -hmm. for them to do umbrella chronicles or something that'd be like or like a remake of the outbreak games that might be interesting if i complain umbrella about chronicles one if i complain about one thing it's that operation raccoon city had literally the coolest fucking concept of all games okay. all games in resident evil you're following the um the umbrella special forces this super secret so, uh... you've never found anything about it. and they <laughs> fucked it up so badly it was yeah, such a right. concept may i just say like at this game, point sir. the the crush that i had on rebecca chambers that's how sam feels about hunk, I love hunk. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right <laughs> Sam I'm going to take this over here for a second. Um, I think we should go to Shelfer Box. <laughs> I have two hours and 43 minutes into the recording. You think we should? Oh, yeah, because so I got to edit this sucker. Um, so... Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that, Mike. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> this is your pick. Why don't you go first for Shelfer Box? Okay, first off, uh, I'm kind of glad now we didn't do Evil Dead. A little bit. I'm still a little mad. Yeah, we can do it later. <laughs> It'll come up. It'll come so, back when you have hard when you're when you have better hardware. You want to just talk about? Yeah, well, let's just talk about Evil Dead now. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> let's not at all. Um. Oh man, to sum up Resident Evil One. Uh. Okay, I'll just say this: when I went through plat trying to get the platinum for this game and all the fucking hoops you have to go through to get that platinum, uh, I have never. And this is why I'll always advocate for when people play a survival horror game, they should always play it on the most highest difficulty. I have never been more intimate with a video game than I have with Resident Evil 1 when I did the Platinum and I played it on hard. And I, I went through all the bullshit you have to do because that was pure survival horror. I mean, every single step I took and shotgun shell, herb, everything count it for something and it really felt like i was trying to survive so i this is going on my shelf obviously but that, that to me is like a, it's a perfect survival horror game if there ever had to be one it would be this one okay that was good uh sam since you're the special guest why don't you go next oh i well, thank you um i own this game on a different system i think it's for gamecube i uh when i found out that this game was going to be done for the podcast i just bought it on my computer again because I didn't have it on my computer. It's that good. Um, it is a masterclass in survival horror. If you enjoy survival horror, this game has to be on the top of your list. Absolutely shelf. Or absolutely uh, shelf. <laughs> absolutely shelf. Or absolutely shelf. Either one. Yeah. Shelf I mean, shelf, I, but... I shelved it twice. I have two copies. 
I didn't mention how um, <laughs> while playing this game, Sam, did I say that you snapped me like everything you did? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was snapping. Yeah. You didn't mention it yet. I got like for like a whole day. I got, I was just like I think I was in class that day too, and I was just like my phone was going crazy. I was like, who the fuck is trying to reach me? And it was just like, you have 20 snaps from Sam Mercer. It's like, what the fuck? And it was just like, look at this fucking herb. <laughs> I rest my ass. Well, it's like yep. every tiny little thing that Sam came across that was at all notable was yep. suddenly an image on my phone. He needed to know. <laughs> As if I hadn't played this game like 10 times since. <laughs> all right. I think I'll go next for Shelfer Box. I think it's obvious where this is going. Going in the box. <laughs> Not that I didn't enjoy it, because I am glad I finally beat it. I'm glad I did it, but I will never play this game again. I never want to. I never even would have. I'm glad I did it just because it's. I can check it off my bucket list that I beat another game that has always been there bugging me that I never got around to. But I'm happy that you played it. I'm happy that it was on the show as much as I swore and was very upset and tried to get anything <laughs> else I could use save states for and did not work. Um... This was a last that Sam, what Sam is essentially saying is, I'm happy that you were unhappy. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm Actually, happy we got were going to gonna do Nemesis originally, but Stuart's like, you know, Sam would like RE more. And then Jeff's like, okay, we'll do that. And I'm like, uh, the, I, the, uh, second that's, the second that we said that Evil Dead wasn't going to work and we were like, oh, we could do a Resident Evil game. I was like, I cannot wait to tell Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that we are not playing right here. like because we both love Evil Dead. But I was like, he's gonna. So, so Mike messaged me and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, and you ruined it for me. Yeah, I did. And he was like, we can we can play a different game. And I was like, you should play Resident Evil. He's like, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe we'll play like the the original. Like, no, 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 I no, no. Fuck the, original. the basement theme. Fuck the basement theme. We're playing the remake. I, I was going to message, you said that I was going to message him. I was like, hey, what's even better than Evil Dead? <laughs> Guess what we're playing next? <laughs> I would have lost my shit. Oh, my God. Well, well Mike, did you, did you enjoy Resident Evil 2 or one more? How about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I was less scared of 2. Okay. Okay. That's, I don't remember a whole lot. Like, 2 was quick. It wasn't too, this game can be felt long at times. And I also felt, I felt much more exposed and, and helpless and i didn't too but it also the graphics were a lot better and it's a lot scary when they look more real than they were pixelated just you know yeah, so there's that too and <laughs> Stu, how about you shelfer box why save for last for some reason because <laughs> oh. yeah, i know yeah there's a reason because uh, <laughs> mine's the longest um <laughs> yeah so long-winded oh uh, yeah so obviously obviously this game is going on my shelf this is resident evil is not only one of my favorite survival horror games, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I'd say it's been in my top five list since I played it the first time. It's like, it is the prototypical survival horror game. Just look at, just look at like 97 to 2001, all the games that came out that were trying to be Resident Evil. Look at Overblood. Overblood was like biting off the success of Resident Evil. Every single survival horror after that was like changed because of this game it is just it is leagues above everything else i'd say in terms of just like suspense and intensity to this day i mean so like i said to this day the dog jumping through the window still scares the ever-loving shit out of me it shocks me every time it happens i know it's gonna happen and yet it still makes me jump when i see that dog come through that fucking window it's just like it's one of those games that i just have a deep deep 
love for it. Everything from the music to like even the tank controls to the enemies to the lore. It's one of the greatest games of all time, and it's one of my favorite games of all time, and it is proudly on the top of my shelf. The length of this right podcast on. should tell you how good this game is. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that this is the longest sure. episode we've done, and it's probably going to be the longest episode we'll do for a long time. Like for that, a while. Yeah. Well, enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like that can only We're mean the game is this. really, really bad or really, really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, but, I mean, you just oh my god you just don't get games like resident evil like there's there's maybe like one resident evil generation right like just something that changes how games are made yeah it's just resident evil is so good that they made seven shitty movies out of it that's how good it is hey 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 those movies are decent three is bad hey two of those movies are decent (laughs) (laughs) no no, one and two (laughs) Three is bad. Four and five I liked. I never saw six. Is there seven? I who knows. Have you seen a? Uh, they're going to be on a media. Like decided to watch all of them, and they didn't want to sit down and watch them back to back, so they watched like three at a time. <laughs> they watched Resident Evil one, two, and three on one screen, and then they came back and they watched Resident Evil four, five, and six on. The That's screen. amazing. Yeah, it's a really it was a really like fun little experiment they did. Um, I think at the end they were just like, we feel like we are definitely stupider as people for having done this. <laughs> yeah, Alright. I, I, I just think I should every Resident Evil that comes out, I will even if even if a Resident Evil game comes out and everyone's like, oh it's total shit, it's total shit. Like I'm still I'm I'm still one of those people that I love playing Resident Evil 6. I think Resident Evil 6 it's is fun. A great it's a fun game. game. It's a great co-op game. Resident Evil 5 is one of my favorite co-op games. Like it's like it's it not is. that great to play <sighs> by yourself. But if you sit down with somebody and you play Resident Evil 5, that is a fantastic game. Like, you know, we're getting near good. the three-hour mark, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's start wrapping this up. I think I should introduce what we're playing next week. I don't want to say don't even edit this, Mike. Like, don't, don't put this on yourself. I got to edit it. It'd be fine. I'll do it while I do other stuff. I like editing, actually, now. But I won't not edit the last hour. Who knows? But the next thing we're playing next week. I should do that. Is we're playing Killer Seven for some dumb reason? I picked a fucking horror game without realizing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that because I, I I knew the game as a kid because I played it when it came out in high school, and I picked it for the show. But hey, I really want to play this. I'm gonna go back, and then I'm like, then I was, and as we're getting close to it, I'm like, oh, this is a survival horror game. What what am I thinking? Is Killer Seven survival? <laughs> I guess it is. It is survival. It's considered survival horror. If you Wikipedia, it's survival horror. I think. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go to next week. But yeah, we're playing Killer Seven next week. So if you do play along with the show, and we're, you know, I do post everything on Facebook. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Where you'll see images of the, whatever the upcoming episode we have coming on. If you're somehow still listening, we also have a bonus episode we're going to be releasing <laughs> later this week about a film. So you can look forward to that. And also, I want to give a quick shout out to the Zach and Dean Geek Machine podcast. If you got it'll show, the link will be in the show notes. Also, our awesome intro came courtesy of Mike Stoney, aka Balby. I don't know if I said that right. From his song, song Cool Kid Squad, from ZP Bite the Bullet. Uh, I don't fucking remember. It's like the first time you've ever said that perfectly. And Uh, you interrupt yourself to ask if you said it right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You got that out perfectly and then stopped. You know, I'm tired. It's been almost three hours. I've been up since 6.30 my my time. I need to go to bed. Oh, my God. All right. Anything to plug? 
Play Resident Evil. Play Resident Evil. Right, everyone, no, play Resident Evil. Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't even say, I guess we said enough. You know what? Everyone have a wonderful night. We're going to be done. Yeah. See ya, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a year.